This week we've got me, Parker, from Fanax 4, and Max from Loot Pots. Hello, Max. But, but also my own life. You're so true. You are from your own life. Yeah, and yeah, I, maybe I, not from Loot Pots for, for a hot minute now. <laughs> but, no, no, I'm still a part. I'm just uh, busy. I'm a busy boy. Yeah, it's true. So, uh, but in any case, we got to keep the lights on here. And so usually AJ does this whole spiel. He's not here this week because I was gone last week. So it was like, you can take this week off. Yeah, and he, he was rips, like, he yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> can I try <laughs> so the like, cool. Yeah, sure. Go for it. Okay. Off the top of my head. You can support this channel by going to youtube.com forward slash fanatics4 and hitting that join button and join for $4.99 a month. Uh, you get exclusive emotes. You get gaming time with uh, Parker and AJ. You get uh, exclusive badges. You get switch keys from time to time and you get access to the supporters only Discord where Duncan says yo, yo, yo and a bunch of other fun stuff like that. You can also join the Discord uh, just by clicking the link in the description and joining for free and just and having a chat with people. It's really nice. Um, you can also uh, go to twitch.com forward slash fanatics4 um, give Jeff Bezos his money to the boys um, when they go on Twitch. Uh, it costs nothing for you, but you also get all the same stuff as when you subscribe with YouTube. It's true. I just did that the other... I remembered, I was like, I haven't used my Twitch Prime subscription in so long. So I just went Yeah, over I forget. Because it doesn't it. lapse. You have to remember it to do it. I, yeah. I gave it to Chloe uh, from the Loot Pots, mm -hmm. uh, who streams a lot. And then she uh, muted me in her stream and uh, I got kicked <laughs> out. Uh, for not for no reason at all, actually. So I'm just not giving her my money anymore, and it's free money. It's just going to waste. She just yeah. can't. Yeah. That's really funny. You can you still you could still subscribe if you were muted. You just didn't want to. Yeah, for yeah obvious was, silly was, reasons. Yeah. Why yeah. would I want to support someone that's going to censor me? That's the literal definition of censorship. I think. <laughs> I used to say. Did I miss censor. anything on the housekeeping, or was that okay? I don't know. You did better than I would have done, to be honest. Sick. So <laughs> I would have just freeballed it and said some other things. I'm freeballing it right now, I, but not in a... Yeah. <laughs> Work from home. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> okay. But yeah, that's it. Let's get into the stuff. We, um, we've been playing some games, probably. I've been playing some games. What about yourself? What have you been up to? Um, so I guess in the time since I was last on the show, which I'm, mm -hmm. was probably a few months ago now, um, I've played a lot of games on Switch, though. Uh, not so many, actually. Um, I think last time we spoke, we talked about Xenoblade, so it must have been May. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, since then, I completed the game, you completed the game. Um, sure. you, you completely missed the Collectopedia, which I know <laughs> you, know, you, you even made a comment about it. Um, yep. but recently, I did a very casual playthrough. It's <laughs> because you're a casual man. That's accurate. Smart casual. Um, as recently, I've been playing on the Switch, uh, I played Carrion. That was good. Play that on launch. Yeah. Did you um, beat that? Did you finish all of it and stuff? Yeah. So I didn't like 100% it because of... Um, so there's no map, which makes backtracking to elder oh. areas really tough because yeah. they're sort of like a hub world. But I was just going around in circles around there. Like, how do I get back to these old areas? Because there's like little mm. bits outside the areas that say, you've gone here, you've done this, you're missing this. So mm -hmm. that's really handy because I can go like, okay, I can go here and do that. But finding the old areas was really tough without a map. Um, interesting. So I just finished it. I thought the ending was a bit anticlimactic. I won't spoil it. Mm. Um, and I sort of, I mentioned in a tweet that when you get all of the powers, so it's a Metroidvania, you're going around picking mm -hmm. up new powers, you know, you're this big blob of flesh spaghetti and you eat people. <laughs> That's a very accurate description. Yeah. <laughs> you have like spikes and you can rush things and you can pick people up and um, turn invisible, all this sort of stuff. By the time you have all of the powers and you're like, I can take on anything, the last area is kind of, there's, there's nothing to kill. There's no big boss. There's no oh. sort of... Yeah, I was a bit disappointed. I mean, it was a good game. I enjoyed it. I, I finished it. I don't know. It wasn't very long, but I did finish the whole thing. Do you feel um, like it hinted towards like a sequel or anything like that? No, I would, okay. I would say definitely. Well, mm, I mean, they sometimes that can one. be anticlimactic. Like, um, I finished an indie game, whatever, a couple, I don't know, at some point, and mm. it definitely hinted towards like, and even more in the sequel. Katana but it was Zero like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Like I... 
I didn't, but I've heard a lot about it. Yeah, it's um, like at the end of it, the story goes like, mm-hmm. here's the story, and you go, wow, and then it goes to be continued, basically. Yeah. I know there's more coming for that. But I think right. Carrion, there's definitely like room for a sequel. They could definitely mm-hmm. like, with the way it ends, it's like, oh, hoo, hoo. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, yeah, they didn't actively say anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that I got like the bad ending, because I did the ending, and I was like, oh. Are there multiple you know, endings? Well, that's what I thought. I looked at. Oh, it okay, gotcha. Well, it's a new game, so there could be ones that were found after I played it. I think I've beaten it be. in the sort of first three days. Yeah. Um, but the the very oh, it's Elsa water. Right Elsa at the water. very end, I was so I, I like restarted from like the last save point I did, and was like, right, I'm going to go a different route because I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. I saw a route I couldn't go. But it turns out it's just like a loop, and I didn't recognise that I'd been back to the same place. Um, mm. So yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, that mm-hmm. was last week. Cool. This week or lot so on. Oh, I, sorry. I was going to ask about that before we move on. You said there's a story. I I've only I played the demo for it at PAX. That's all I've yep. played. Um, it was good. I AJ got a key for it, so I might try it out on his yeah, as sure, well. Sure. But I guess just general question. So there's a story to that game. So <laughs> it doesn't seem like it. It I does use story quite loosely. There's sort of like flashback sequences. Um, I won't spoil oh. what, it, what it is. Um, so I, I kind of theorized that we'd have like a tragic backstory that we'd find out that this flesh monster had like a tragic backstory. It was wasn't like a there. person that turned into a monster or something yeah, I was, like I wasn't, that. I wasn't, That's I wasn't, what I'm speculating. Yeah, I wasn't quite there. Um, but there is like a, like a, a, a plot, I guess. You sort of, you find out sort of more of the origins of the, the thing. It's not the same sort of, the sort of tragic backstory, but there mm-hmm. is like elements to it. It is a lot of sort okay. of like, the game is essentially going to an area, Maneuver around the area, killing things. Find mm-hmm. um, the points to deposit your mass to take over more of the, the uh, facility, which opens doors. Door goes into the next area, and then you sort of go over. Okay, gotcha. It's, so it's, you don't continuously get bigger and bigger throughout the whole game because you have to like deposit it some bit. Uh, so you don't when you deposit. So there are like pools of water where you can deposit your your flesh because like so all of the abilities. So funny. Sort of, yeah, that's gross, yeah. isn't it? Um, each ability, so there's like four in the corner. It's got like, you, mm-hmm. you might hit down here's your rush on, on uh, right bumper. Right, is that what mm-hmm. they call it on Switch? Right bumper? ZR? No, ZR. ZR, yeah. ZR, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. Um, R, that's the one I'm looking for. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then L will be a different one, and then ZL will be a different one, ZR will be a different one. Mm-hmm. So as you, when you unlock a new, a new power, that new power might make you be able to become bigger. And to become bigger, you consume more people, you go bigger. Mm-hmm. You can only use one set of powers as one size. So at your biggest, you have like a set of powers oh. and then medium size has a set of powers and small has a set. So the small, for example, um, can turn invisible and go past uh, beams of light. Um, oh, that might neat. activate a trap or, you know, activate like a mine that will stick to you and kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're super big, that button will instead give you a shield, for example, mm-hmm. that you take a hit. Um, so if you want, if you're at a puzzle that requires you to be a smaller size, uh, then you have to deposit yourself, your mass in like a pool of water. Then you can go mm-hmm. back and pick it up later. Um, I ended up, because there's so many enemies around, I ended up like returning back to old areas and there's just old clumps of my flesh in a pool of water. <laughs> and I was like, I'll come back here later if I need the health. Never did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I, I said it was Metrovania earlier, which I'm using it kind of loosely because it does have mm-hmm. the sort of like pick up power-ups, explore, there are yeah. hidden secrets, things like that, but it is very linear. Um, yeah. You are okay. just, there's not much backtracking. Any backtracking there is, is mm-hmm. a chore. Yeah, that's um, Ashley. Now we're talking. I was telling her what a Metroidvania was uh, for whatever context, and she we played like the first half of Greece, and she was like, "So Greece, that's kind of like a Metroidvania." I was like, "Kind of, but it's kind, kind of, of not." There is a point in the game where you sort of can go back, can't you? But I'm not yeah. sure there's any any. You can't go from my memory. You can't go back to like the first area right. when there are bits you couldn't get before. You can yeah, probably exactly. get more. 
I think it has some progression that like is, I mean, in the, so many things can be metroidvanias depending on how broadly you know you kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. extrapolate that but then i think there is a narrower definition where i'm like eh, probably it's not yeah, quite I mean, but Grease has like there's nothing against it it's just it is more linear yeah. though and stuff like yeah, that yeah yeah so, which you know nothing more linear again. Yeah, exactly. sometimes it's nice to explore sometimes it's nice to be taken on a journey that that has been handcrafted and is mm-hmm. very nice which Grease was um yep so yeah carrier that was good i'd recommend it it's only sort of 17 quid maybe wait for a sale because it's only sort of like um I guess I think I must have done it in five hours, mm-hmm. like possibly less, no more than that. I don't think though. So. Yeah. There's a guy, Sobi, uh, one of the sort of loot pot supporters, yep. who said he picks up the game on Games Pass, beats it in two hours, and he was like, "Oh, that, that's that." Which, <laughs> which me, as I was like mm, going around here, going around here, trying to get to the old, old areas, mm-hmm. didn't, didn't quite do that. Um, yeah, so that was that definitely that was some fun. games can depend on how just like how much you complete them. I mean, you, me versus um, DJ, as far as uh, Xenoblade, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. took you, both took like you 70 it. something hours, yeah, he, yeah. him 35, me like yeah, 45 or so. I hit hundred hours on that game. By oh the end. really? <laughs> but I was also like very nearly max level. Right. I'd done all the side quests. I'd five starred all of the mm-hmm. uh, areas. I'd finished my collectopedia, Parker, finished the collectopedia. You? The P- the Pedia? Oh man! So <laughs> yes, you keep starting to say. Then you played something else. What else? Oh yeah. Okay. So on the weekend, I was um, as I had a carry and I completed it to my Metrovania list mm-hmm. on Twitter. I was getting a lot of comments. Um, guy called Retro X, I think his name is. Uh, nice guy. Um, was sort of going through the list and commenting on the ones that he played and was enjoying. And mm-hmm. in the end, he said, "Oh, have you played this game, Out Buddies DX?" I said, "Oh no, that that skipped my mind. I'll, I'll look into it and maybe add it to my list at some point." Um, then found a DM the next day from the developer who was like, "Hey, would you like a code for Switch?" And I was like, "Sure, that sounds like fun." <laughs> um, so I got that, installed that, started playing it, and um, yeah, it's quite, it's it's good. It's like it's one what of those ones where uh, Out Buddies DX. Out Buddies DX. Okay. You might have seen it. It's one of those ones that like pops up in like um, I don't know if you watch a lot of like five indie games you've missed kind mm, of thing that will okay. pop up every now and again mm-hmm. um it's kind of i mean it's a 2d pixel-based metrovania game who's who's that for who's been that been made for um, aj definitely for aj yeah definitely an aj <laughs> game that's some nerd trash um <laughs> it's got like a really interesting art style it's all kind of dark and lots of purples and bright colors and um and the sort of the the design so if you look at it on like a a, a large scale you just look at it, you go okay that just looks like a, a pixel game but you sort of go into it but you're like oh actually this is quite detailed mm-hmm. um, some of the enemies are quite detailed their animations are quite nice um you are a you sort of crash landed i think on a planet um you're like this it seems like you're the bad guy at the start which was interesting i thought i was looking hmm. at the villain and then we crashed and then it looks like i'm playing as him he's got like a twiddly mustache and little glasses oh, and inside of the the helmet when you pause the game is this face it's like, oh, okay i'm playing as the bad guy or am i i don't know yet. <laughs> um there's a lot of controls to to pick up at once, which um, mm. which I didn't expect. Because usually these kind of games, you start off with you can jump, you can shoot, and then you pick up abilities one by one, and then they they happen. But in this one, you're mm. sort of moving through the first area, and it's like okay, you have a dodge, you have a crawl, you have mm-hmm. a jump, and then you get your gun, you can start shooting, and then you get like a, uh, you've got this robot that follows you around that you can use to pick up things and um, move them around. I think it's also got like a catapult beam attack. Um, but that you you start with that. It's not like you pick it up. You sort of you start with that, which was interesting because mm-hmm. you there's a lot to learn. Um, it's quite challenging actually. Mm. Um, I'm a little bit lost right now. But it's good so far. <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting more into it and giving it a go and adding it to my list. Um, yeah. But it is, just seems to be like a, a nice Metroidvania. It's got it's got a nice map system. It's, it's quite big. Mm-hmm. Um, and if um, the developer listens to this, I'm going to send him probably send him a link. Cool. Um, I really like the thumbstick 
the, the on the map there's like a there's like an animation of the right thumbstick being moved around okay. it's really satisfying it's just really like it just has so many frames to the animation it's also like pixel perfect it's like uh-huh mm-hmm. what's and it's just to show like that you can move the you thumbstick move around the or something that's, okay. that's all it's for it's nice nice, nice. <laughs> um yeah, it's good. in the details, so you know, that whole exactly, thing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I'm enjoying it so far. Uh, looking forward to diving more into it. I've been very busy this week playing uh, The Surge, mm-hmm. um, which I started three years ago. It's not mm-hmm. on Switch, though, so I'm not really allowed to talk about it. Um, no, never, you dare. My, <laughs> one of my many, many games I've played this year, thanks uh-huh. to this lockdown. So, yeah, yeah nice, for sure. Nice stuff. Are you, like, most of this, are you playing a lot of stuff on Game Pass? You don't have Game Pass, do you? I have a um, free sub to claim uh, that oh, I got for buying my graphics card, but mm-hmm. I haven't. You're mostly just yeah. getting I'm just games on games. sale so on Steam. Steam sales happening. CD yeah. Keys is a great site for picking up cheap games on mm-hmm. um, Steam and stuff, uh, which is legit, unlike G2A, which I don't like using because it's stolen keys is, and it's so. dodgy. It's oh, just a dodgy mm, site. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit dodgy. Um, but CD Keys, I, I can trust. So yeah, I've uh-huh. just been sort of burning through my backlog of like... So last year, the Switch was just so phenomenal at having like... I mean, once you hit June, it was just game after game after yeah, game. Everyone right. was really good, you know. It was like, oh, wow, Fire Emblem. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, Ash was <laughs> Oh, my God, it's, it's Link's Awakening. And, yeah. like um, you know, all these games were coming out, like Control and Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, got me some more. Control and Jedi Fallen Order. Secure? Um, no, that was, yeah, yeah. that was, like, early last year. That was, like, February, that was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but whatever it was. But, like, all these games that I'd missed because yeah. I was, like, just not playing it. Uh, anything that wasn't on Switch, I was just purely yeah. Switch. So I've just gone back and just beat out my my backlog, um, yep. and also then just picked up some other stuff that was on my backlog that mm-hmm. I then enjoyed. You know, um, yeah, it's been fun playing loads oh, of nice. different games, loads of different genres. What have you been playing, Parker? Yeah, that what you said would lead into our next topic, but I'm going to talk about the games I'm playing first. <laughs> you go. You go so, first. We um, can then we can like segue into the conversation that we just had, and then segue that back into the which would be so fluid if people didn't know it's probably about to happen so (laughs) nevertheless um oh i'm not editing this it's possible (laughs) by the way if you're watching the video version of this usually i put we usually aj puts the intro at the beginning of it and my computer takes so long to render videos like my weekly videos take like 45 minutes to render for a 15 minute video or 12 minute video or whatever it's bad. Um, so that said, there might not have been an intro at the beginning of oh, the, the Parker, video you podcast. I you could do. have done it. You could have done the do do And then just like you move your hands like this to show yeah, all the like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have like colors on. I've got, I've got uh, like, different colored hats. I'll be like... <laughs> That would be perfect. Uh, but no, right so now. yeah, all that said, I'm not probably going to get to do any editing. So good thing you're not going to you know, say, say any swears or anything. <laughs> I've been playing some games, though. Um, this week, played some more Paper Mario. Uh, I'm okay, really yeah. enjoying it. It's You didn't pick it up, right? No, no, no. It just okay. didn't appeal to me. But I know yeah. there are people that, that were like me and were like, no, no, no that I picked it up and going, oh, actually, this is pretty good. I mean, yeah. You, well, I, you weren't that into it were you i i was excited about it at first and then by the time the treehouse happened i was like man i just don't know um i just want to play and, bakugan now That's what you <laughs> yeah exactly uh where i really outperformed that paper mario with that bakugan <laughs> um but no yeah so i i wasn't sold on it and i ended up i was like i'll just play it a little bit on aj's account and see if i like it and then made the mistake of playing too long on aj's account i'm like i don't want to redo the beginning <laughs> so this is just payback for fire emblem it, uh, of course yeah. but you know, it's a safe farm man just like aj did oh uh, yeah 100 percent. but you know what? i can just 
if that happens towards the end, I'll just watch the end of the game. But it's yeah, a lot yeah. more, uh, the things that I was concerned about, yeah, because I guess I wasn't on last week because I was gone, and the week before that, it had just come out, so I'd only played mm-hmm. a little bit of it. But the battles definitely are more complicated than I thought they were. Okay. Like, at the way beginning, I was listening to NBC last week, and they were talking about it a little bit. And so IGN, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I if I know IGN gets a bad rap, but like if you don't listen, if you listen to this and don't listen to NBC, hey, that's fine. Do whatever you want. But also, it's it's great. I really like their podcast yeah, I like a NBC. lot. I like, I like the guys on there. Yeah, and Casey DeFreitas does a real good job hosting it and all sorts of stuff. But um, but Tom Marks was talking about him playing it and like how the battles at the beginning it'll it it works you into the battles pretty well. Where the puzzle part of it, the first I don't know chapter or at least first half of the first chapter it's not split up in actual chapters but you know that kind of a thing they will show you the solution first and then move into place like this is going to be a line and two and a two by two and then they'll go whoop, and jump into something else and then you'll have to solve it and he'd only gotten to the point where it's doing that and so he complained about that because it's like it's kind of easy because you just know what's going on you just undo the stop, thing I do. exactly and uh, it stops doing that at some point and then it's like okay but i can still see where this is going and i've hit the point now where sometimes it's still really obvious and there's sometimes where like every once in a while i'll add some extra time because like i'll have messed around with it so much that like i'll have reset it back to zero and i'll have like one second left on the clock i'm like well here goes nothing so and this is with the you can use the coins to extend the time and stuff yes exactly i haven't done any of the toad stuff um just because that feels like too much cheating? I don't know. But extending the timer yeah. for a puzzle bit feels like fine. Um, but more often than not, if I have to extend it, I'm not going to solve it anyway, so I might as well just deal with the consequences. Yeah, yeah. So, At least now, because it's the same every time, right? If you were to fail a, uh, an encounter mm, and you yes. went to that encounter again, it'd be the same puzzle. So you yep. could like just go, I'll just do it again and just do it for right first time. Yeah. And that's honestly, I like the fact, because one of the things I'd mentioned on here that I was worried about was that it was either like there would be a couple presets that everything is, or um, I was hoping at least maybe that it would be randomized. And I think this is actually better than it being randomized is that Mm -hmm. every single overworld encounter is different, more or less from each other, but like planned out differently. So it's, you know, that means that it's like, I don't know, they actually work out well do any so respawn um they do but only after you finished so like once you're going through the story part of a section of you know some area or whatever yeah. they'll all disappear while you're going through it until okay. you finish it leave and then if you come back then they'll respawn go back and just like, for those sweet coins yeah exactly so it's um which i i really like this. so i was just on um princess you know Princess Peach's ship, the cruise ship from, um, it's in like Mario Kart and stuff like that that you ride around yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's in this. I assume okay. it's the same ship. Um, and I was going around there. And yeah, so they were all disappearing as I was going through. And that it was a nice feeling to be like, right here was an enemy, but I beat them. Hmm. Um, so that was, that was fun. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I really like all the collectibles, just like finding stuff. And... I, because the enemies disappear and don't respawn until you come back to an area, it f- still feels rewarding to battle them. Oh, you're ticking off a box. You don't have to, like, mm-hmm. if you avoid an enemy, they're going to have to avoid it for the whole rest of the story, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's, uh, so it's, I'm just overall enjoying it. And I hit yeah. a spot that I think people have been kind of talking about where, like, there's a, a, a touching moment, you know? 
So, have you watched Punky's video on the game? I haven't. I didn't know if it was going to spoil stuff, so I was like... "Mm." Yeah, I think the moment that people are talking about is spoiled by Donkey's video. I'm sure um, it is. Which I think is a shame because the yeah. people, I mean I guess you know don't, if you're playing the game then don't watch it but that, I exactly. Um because when we watching Donkey's video is my really my my biggest uh exposure to the game post Yeah. Honestly, yeah. tweets and stuff it looks fine. But watching that video I got more of a sense of uh the world and the characters and the the humor and stuff like that. And you know, it seems like a game that I actually probably would enjoy. Ella was saying it's a game that she would like as well. Yeah. Um because it's it seems funny and there's like mm. puzzles um, and there's like fun characters and it seems like a lot of variety and stuff. Like I saw a cat, I don't know if you're there, there's a cowboy bit and like I said, there's a bit on uh-huh. a boat, there's all sorts mm-hmm. of different areas. It was quite fun. I'm just not sure it's the kind of fun game that I would spend 50 quid to play. Yeah, right. Um, and that's and super I, valid, yeah. I think, yeah. honestly, there's tons of games that I would spend the money on. Like, Astral Chain is a prime example of a game that, like, if I hadn't been playing anything else at the time, I would have picked it up at the time. But now the time has passed. I'm like, the time has passed. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. something about that is just like, um, there's some games that I'll go back for no matter what, but um, then some other games on a slightly lower tier where I think this were another one of those where possibly if I didn't play it at launch, well, I technically didn't pay for it yet just because I'm still playing on <laughs> AJ's. I'll probably actually get a copy of my own down the road. Um, yeah, yeah. Just, you can make actually play it and just go through it all over again. True. Oh, I mean, speaking of that, so Paper Mario, but then also I feel like I've been playing just a lot of little stuff and I don't remember what any of them are, I, but... I know you've been playing a lot of... Uh, lots of little stuff. Of the, the uh, tree oh, of Clubhouse. Clubhouse, Clubhouse games? games? Yes. Yeah. Accurate. Um, if anybody watched my video, Renegade is the worst. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you said that you beat Go, but you can't beat Renegade. What's Renegade yeah, then? Explain Renegade to me. also like, called Othello. Like Othello. It, it oh, is. Gee, I was going to say. Okay, yeah, 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 there you yeah. go. I think it's just the generic name for it, whereas Othello is like... It's like the Yahtzee versus Yacht Dice or Uno versus yeah, Last Card. yeah, yeah. yeah. That kind of thing. Or mm-hmm. sorry versus, what do you guys call it in the UK? It's um, called sorry to me. Uh, Ludo. Oh, it's Ludo. Uh, I think you just call it Ludo. Sorry. Is it with the little like round headed triangle body pieces? Why is it called sorry? I don't know. I think it's yeah. because like you land on someone and you're like, sorry. <laughs> That's all I can guess. <laughs> that is what I mean. But see, we don't do that. We go Ludo and they go, oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you really say Ludo? No, we never. No, oh, okay. Um, okay. Um, you guys have Clue and we have Cluedo. That's true. I don't know. I don't know why that's different. I don't know why that is. Also, Cluedo, whatever. It's a thing. But yeah, Renegade is just hard. I remember really liking playing it as a kid. I'd play with my mom. Like we'd play chess and stuff growing up. And, uh, but yeah, it's funny seeing which of these games are surprisingly hard versus not being that hard. Mm -hmm. Um, like I'm, I was pretty good right off the bat at backgammon, which I didn't necessarily expect i don't know it's just a game but then you're, you're an old soul at heart yeah <laughs> but then checkers was surprisingly difficult okay. um yeah to like actually win and okay. to, like get strategy and stuff going because the difficulty levels there are yeah so a oh, lot okay. of the games not all of them but a lot of the games have uh normal hard advanced or amazing and impossible which okay. obviously are exaggerated <laughs> difficulty levels yeah, yeah, yeah. um but but some of them like yeah back or uh, renegade for some reason again othello is i think my brain's just right now it's wired opposite from it or something because i keep being like i'm making such good moves and then realize that they've got me set up in something that i can't get out of and it's mm. it's bad so i've got a parker tangent about uh <laughs> go for it a friend of mine were playing a game called night squad on xbox one 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Nightcrawler is now on Switch, actually, by the way, which I was oh, okay. um, it's just like a, oh. uh, So it's like a sort of party, almost top-down, uh, two to four player, multiplayer um, mm-hmm. game. You're a bunch of knights. You've got swords. You're on a right, you press a button to swing a sword. But there's different modes. So you have like a capture the flag mode kind of thing. You have like a mode where you have to kill everyone, a mode where you have to like claim all the points and stuff like that. Um, but when we were playing, so there were three of us who we were like, oh, we need like a, a, another team of three. Mm-hmm. And we'll just compete against the computer. So going through the difficulty levels, and we're like, easy, no. Uh, normal, no. Hard, no. Went up against it, disabled. And I was like, they can't say that. I was like, they can't say that. There's no way. But what actually meant is that <laughs> there were no NPCs. But we were like, this is rude. This this is awful. They've put That's so, digital. yeah. But it was actually just disable the NPCs entirely. Oh, okay. NPCs. And I was like, wow. Like they for probably a second, need like, better verbiage or something. Yeah, for, well, for a second I was just like, I don't like this game anymore. This yeah, is just, no. This is, this is not good. But yeah, luckily it was just a misunderstanding yeah. and we heartily laughed at how stupid we were that we thought we were <laughs> that level. Um, yeah. yeah, that's true. So, so you said there's like difficulty levels in, in, yeah. uh, in Clubhouse games. Is there like a story difficulty level for those that just want to enjoy the story? Um, yeah, it's called Xenoblade Chronicles. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, I mean, there's, abs- I'm sure you're joking, but there's no story at all. It's just a bunch of, oh, I joking, okay, yeah. I, I figured we you were, but for anybody else out there that didn't know, I mean, there's, they the kind of try, the story is playing the game and the story is you and your friends having a good old time. That said, I've played with no other real human people, very few other human people. You played with, with Ashley, right? Um, she doesn't care ab- about board games like at all. We, oh, no. she likes, she loves party games. Um, but like board games, board games, we bought a while ago. I was like pretty into board games because a bunch of my other friends were into board games this is before mm-hmm. the switch. And we, uh, I was at a place that had a bunch of board games trying to find one that Ashley and I could play together. And she was into Buffy, the vampire slayer of the show <laughs> at the time. And we found a Buffy board game and we're like, let's play this. And it's cooperative. It's like, a uh, pandemic or oh, okay. that kind of thing. It's, you know, you versus the game or be- more like betrayal at house on the hill. If anybody's great that. game. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's great. But we Ultra on, Lush. on yeah. Friday or something last week, we were like, let's play a board game. And we set it up and we finished setting it up. And that took two, like forever. Nash was <laughs> like, board games like forever to set up. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's again. It's kind of like it's it's more complicated than setting up betrayal. Betrayal is quite quick, I think, because you it is you set it up as you go. Yeah, you just lay down the the home piece, pick people, and uh-huh. go. Oh, that was well, that. <laughs> and then I mean, understanding how the game works was up. the other part. I was just mm-hmm. then starting to read the instructions. So, in any I've case, got friends that are really into board games and they'll buy a board game. And then they'll be like, we're going to play this board game. And we're like, okay, oh, no. play it first, and then we'll all play it together. So that whoever they gets don't the game, play it first. Down, look through the oh, okay, good. I've got friends that are very like... That's good. Felix, uh, he's the, the, the game guy. He has the house uh-huh. we play the games in. He has all the stuff. That's Elijah he's, for he's me. Dungeon Master. <laughs> he's, the, he's the guy, right? He's yep. our Elijah. Um, that's what we call him, actually. We say, oh, like, yeah, of course. like Parker and Elijah. <laughs> um, he will sit down, he'll pop all the poppers out, he'll cut out the inserts for the box, all the stuff goes in the right place, he'll put all of the cards in their sleeves, he'll read the rule book twice, yeah. um, and by the time you sit down, he's like, here is exactly how you play this game in every scenario that I have learned. And you, just, cool. and you just play the game, and there's no issues, there's no questions, because mm-hmm. Felix has done it. Be That's like Felix, awesome. I'm play a game. Be like Felix, you know? Or Elijah. Be like Parker playing Buffy. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do that. So in any case, did that. And then the last thing is yesterday we played Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Yeah, in what a game. Oh, what a game. Yeah. 
It's actually easier in multiplayer because oh, okay. the only, well, you lose lives way faster, but if one person dies, the other person loses a life and just respawns. Saloon appears, so you can, right? Yeah, exactly. Is that right? It's a barrel yeah. mm-hmm. something? I don't know, whatever it is. Oh, well, uh, it's, yeah, you're in a barrel that floats down from a balloon. That's the one. If you miss it, go yeah, again. That's true. So, but yeah, that's been fun. Ashley has been enjoying that. It's because we'll we'll play platformers oh yoshi that was the other one all right i'm done talking about games i've played it's been a good time i played games but you I've know what i've got a question about donkey kong tropical freeze first mm-hmm. have you played it before yes i i beat it all the way through yes good okay so i completed it up until the final boss um and when i say completed it, i mean like i did every uh mm-hmm. of the b all the k levels a i think there's a b and k levels yeah yeah, yeah so i did all the k levels uh i launched all that stuff Final boss, I had to go around a friend's house, give him a second controller and go, let's play this together. <laughs> and I, start, I had most of our lives because I was just churning through picking up lives on yeah. my own. And then by the end of it, we were down to like 30 lives because we just kept dying and dying. And wow. Dying. Final boss was hard, man. Yeah. Anyway, Interesting. Time. I didn't remember oh, the final yeah. boss being that hard, but I definitely remembered some of the K-levels being that hard. Like I had 99 yeah. lives and I'd go down to like 60 on one level and pop back up yeah. and then, you know, flip around K-levels is they're quite rhythmic, weren't they? It reminded me a lot of the... Um, mm. Rayman Legends music levels, but instead of oh, being like an actual it. rhythm gamer, it's like, oh, buddy. Uh-huh. it was like, it's, it's like, you just learn like jump, duck, roll, mm-hmm. jump, roll, jump, hold A to do this, <laughs> swing, let go, swing, let go. Yeah. Dodge that. Cool. And then by the time you've sort of done it a bunch of times, you just do it. Yeah. Which yeah. is nice. Yeah. And you know what? We hope's going to do it. Nintendo. We hope they're going to do it. Segway. The 2020. This is the main topic. It's taken us a hot minute to get here, but we're here. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's a bit of a hot topic right now, and maybe this will change as of as early as next week, as late as never. Yeah. But Nintendo um, just kind of has been really silent for a lot of 2020, and most of which has made sense because obviously COVID and all that stuff. But it's starting to get to a point where, um, at what point does there silence starts to like actually damage them or rather is it just like too late you know yeah like if they're like all right hey guns blazing it's october 15th you know like at that point that's kind of it's a little bit too late so um yeah so let's talk about it so this was a this this has sort of been a not it wasn't an issue for me as much because of things like covid and stuff like that i Mm -hmm. had other things to play Um, the only only time it started to become like a this is annoying now is when sony came out with their ps5 event and it had all this stuff due for the end of the year, all these game announcements. And I was mm-hmm. like, I mean, if Sony can do it, <laughs> and I know that, I know that um, Sony, a lot of that stuff is Western. I know that Japan mm-hmm. has actually struggled quite a lot with working from home because they just ha- don't have the infrastructure for that to mm-hmm. work from home. Like we do in, a, in the UK or people in America do. Um, they don't have sort of the, the quick Wi-Fi and all the stuff that you need at mm-hmm. home to be able to work from home. Um, so they've probably struggled with that. But at the same time, you know, They've probably had stuff in the pipeline for a while. It's not like we yeah, are. Right. It's not like we're waiting on games that are being developed or started right now. These are games that should have mm-hmm. been, sort of, you know, in theory, would have been finished or close to finish last year. Um, yeah. So now we're at the point where you know Animal Crossing came and went. Had a great time with that, and I was like, "What's next?" Which I know, I, I guess you know, being constantly being what next is an issue that I have with, <laughs> with certain things where like when they first mm. announced Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze for Switch, people were like, great, that means they're going to release a new Donkey Kong game. And then it's like that announcement and all that uh-huh. came with that was suddenly meaningless because all that did was then point to the next thing. Right. And there's a lot of that in directs of like, oh, it's cool that there's that they've announced this thing. That mm. must mean the next thing. Right. <laughs> so when the, game, when the game is announced, it then becomes, mm-hmm. it's not like when's the game coming out because of yeah. the hype cycle that's been generated by 
directs and things like yeah. that. It's what's the next thing to be announced. Yeah. Um, I feel like Bayonetta was kind of a, a victim of that as well. When Bayonetta 1 yeah. and 2 came, it was alongside the announcement of mm-hmm. Bayonetta 3, at which point then it was like, cool, 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 Bayonetta 1 and 2, got it. When's Bayonetta 3? And then yeah, yeah. now here we are. You know. I think when you compare like the first year of the Switch, when it was like the January, they were like, okay, we have Mario Kart, we have Splatoon 2, mm-hmm. we have Xenoblade, we have Mario Odyssey, we have Breath of the Wild, we have all these games, and they're coming this year, and they're happening. And mm-hmm. they did. Every game happened, every game hit its uh, window, and it happened, 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 and then that was that, right? Yeah. E3 comes along and they go, we're working on Metro Prime 4. So we have almost been conditioned in that year to go, well, this must be coming fairly soon. I know they say it was in development, and that didn't right. be a lot, but we then obviously had an expectation based on the, the great year we'd already been having and then continue to have that maybe this sort of thing was happening. And then in December, you know, hot on the heels of Xenoblade Chronicles 2, um, they go Bayonetta 3, you go, okay, mm-hmm. cool, it must be in the way. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5, same sort of thing. Um, they announce it. We go, cool, this must be a thing that's happening then because Nintendo hasn't been doing here's a game and then we don't want to talk mm-hmm. about it forever. And then as we've now found out that all of the Nintendo games that are currently planned are logos. We have four <laughs> logos and half a trailer for Breath of the Wild 2. Mm-hmm. Um, with, I think now we have more information on SMT 5, which is next we do, year now. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, but yeah, like, what's the plan? Yeah. What's going on? It's you know they they announced. Uh, I feel like I've been talking a lot. But stop me if you have anything <laughs> to say. They announced Origami King. Yeah, when was that? Uh, May. May. Yeah, yeah. They announced it's it like May. a week or two before Xenoblade. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Okay. So they announced that, and they're like, "This is next." And we then thought, "Cool, they're obviously going to now instead of a direct, just announce announce things through tweets. Mm-hmm. Whatever they had planned for E3, they're just going to announce for a tweet. Uh, that's fine. That's great. It, it, it has the same impact as a direct." possibly also without all of the speculation and the disappointment of, mm-hmm. oh, we should have seen this. We were told by some leaker that this was going to be there. <laughs> you, all yeah. you get is this is the game that's coming out and you go, cool, this is happening. Um, and then Mario, I uh, think Mario's now come and gone mm-hmm. and we don't have another, this yeah. thing's next, this thing's next, it is, this thing's next. I think what's interesting about all this to me is that if I, if I step back and think about like, why does it matter? You know, like that, I think that's an important thing to think is, Either you could think on Nintendo side or on like from a business perspective on their side or for us as fans or for people as fans in general on their ends, I would think that it matters because, um, you know, we just, if they're not talking about things then nobody's knowing about things and then nobody's going to buy switches and games and stuff like that. But that's definitely not the case in terms of like actual sales, like, Switches are still selling out. People are still buying, you know, like Animal Crossing. There's a whole ton of backlog stuff. So like really then Nintendo side, more or less fine. And then on Mm -hmm. our end, um, obviously as Switch fans, like for me personally, I care only because it's fun, not because I don't have games to play, you know? So like, that's the the tricky thing too, is like, I don't want to be too, um, I don't know, demanding or something like that. But it's it's just a weird situation because it still feels like there's obviously a whole bunch of people that don't have stuff to play or yeah. I'm sure have stuff to play but don't want to play a backlog or any of any of that kind of thing um, yeah. and just aren't excited about this the future of the Switch. And I think, you know, being excited about the future of something that you care about uh, is is important to keep people engaged. Yeah. You know, if, if we were like, yeah, we're not going to do any more Fanatics 4 videos, a number of people would just unsubscribe and then not pay attention yeah, anymore, even if we kept doing Fanatics 4 videos. You know, so like a certain messaging of here's the standard that we're going to uphold will keep the people that are already in 
staying in because they're still yeah. winning people. But I don't know. So that's the thinking about like, why does it matter? Um, that those are some of my thoughts, but yeah, I don't know. I've got more it thoughts. It doesn't help, I guess, um, that this has been a very leak heavy year. Right. That we've had a lot of, you know, not, not in terms of a leak that we're going to talk about later, but in terms of, you know, the year started with, there's going to be a Paper Mario, Mario game, a Metro yeah. game, a Pikmin game all this year. And then when that Paper Mario thing happened and it sort of brought things back, but also that then corroborated the rumors from before about these Mario remasters mm-hmm. or, or re-releases that were happening. And this, could, you know, all of that could just be not true. And it could be a coincidence that Paper Mario has, yeah. um, has been revealed. But because people are so hungry, I guess, for, for news, it doesn't help that the, the hunger's being fed by leakers, you know, um, yeah. especially people that are just saying like, they'll give like a vague direct date and then that direct date will have, will come true. But because people have hyped themselves up, that it's going to be something else because mm. of all these things that we know are happening. You know, oh, we yeah. know these Mario remasters are coming, so they're just going to show up at some point. So when a direct happens, we go, here we go. We're definitely going to see these Mario remasters mm-hmm. and then nothing happens. Yeah. And it does suck. I mean, I've said this, bef- this kind of thing before, but it sucks that on Nintendo's behalf, it sucks that when we watch you know, the inevitable direct theoretically that talks about the Mario remasters. It's not a big surprise that feels like fun yeah, and exciting. Yeah. It's checking off a box of like, that's the thing I knew about. Cool. And then Glad we get the what's done. next, don't we? Then we get yes. the, well, right. we knew that was happening. So what else, what, you know, they might have an entire direct dedicated to that. People are going to go, oh, but we knew about that. So right. why, why is that exciting? But we didn't know about that. We just were yep. told about that, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So also- I think here's the question that that I'm curious mostly about too is what if you were Nintendo or whatever, um, and we don't know what they have planned, but like even not knowing what they have planned, like what do they do? What's their deadlines for? Again, like I said, October fifteenth, for example, is like. Yeah. That's too far. Why have you How picked far- the 15th? Why have you picked that date? Oh, I just picked a random date. How oh, close can we bring that in to where it's like this is kind of the last date before? I kind of feel like once we're getting into September, that's like that's the holiday season, and yep. like September onwards. Even though normally the September direct is like what they do, I feel like that's too late to announce all of these new things for the holiday itself. They could announce that for 2021 and tell us like. Hey, sorry about 2020. Sorry about the second half of 2020. The first half had some stuff going on, but we've just, you know, COVID hit us, blah, blah, blah. Second half was kind of a bust. Sorry about it. Um, And it would suck, but like, it would make sense, you know, to some degree. It wouldn't be great marketing, but it is what it is. Um, But if they do have stuff for 2020, what's the roadmap to the best possible PR considering a kind of not the best situation? So like, how, you mean, how would they like just turn it around? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I guess because of some of the sort of, I don't want to say marketing missteps to say that Nintendo have been messing up, but because, because of how the hype is and the hunger is right now that every little thing gets extrapolated and expanded Mm and, um, turned pretty big. Um, that I guess any, I think AJ said something recently about like, it's impossible to renounce uh, <laughs> announce a game in 2020 yeah. for Nintendo. I mean, obviously it's only been able to do it. Xbox been able to do it, but for Nintendo, it's impossible for them to do anything because you know, they do a tweet and it's like, why is this a tweet? Where's the directs? They do a directs with all the stuff that they can talk about because mm-hmm. you know, these things can be released and they go, well, where's all the stuff? Um, mm-hmm. So I think you'd have to, you know, if we're talking about turning it around, it would have to be a, okay, here's updates on all of these games that we, have mentioned before and also some new stuff 
But mm-hmm. like you say, with COVID going on right now, you don't want to then have a direct full of promises, right? Yeah. You don't want to have a direct that's like, yeah, okay, so here's Breath of the Wild 2, here's Metro Prime 4, here's, uh, give me another one. Uh, Bayonet 3, don't worry. Bayonet 3. Bayonet 3, and they go, there's not much to talk about right now, but we've talked about it. People are going to be like, well, hang on a minute. Why talk about it at all? Why even have the direct? Right. Yeah. It's like people have been asking for the direct. Um, I, yeah. Also, Honestly, what would you yeah, I, I mean, I think exactly like what you said. Um, and also, I remember back to when Metroid Prime 4 was delayed. And... I often think back to that day in my nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, who was it that came out? Um, I don't remember. Was it Tanabe? No, I don't know. It was Maybe it was guy, It was the guy who does the... Splatoon? No, it's not no. him. I think of someone else. No, no, no. Nogami? Maybe. I'm going to Google him. I don't know. You can look it up. I'll talk about the thing. So Mr. Question Mark. So he walked out and said, here's the thing. So sorry about it. Metro Prime 4 is getting delayed. And it was like just super well received that, you know, like at least you're forthright about it and stuff. And I think that was a great marketing, a great way to do something that sucked ultimately, you know? Um, And I feel like something along those lines would be, would help reset some of what's going on for this year, like a more forthright. I think it's probably hard for them to want to do that without knowing concretely what the future is, because even with Metro Prime 4, they knew here's what happened. Here's what we're going to do. Yeah. It, it wasn't retro before it was, you know, whatever. And then now it's retro and that's the future. Whereas with now they still can't make any promises. So it's hard to, to come back like in a real life situation. If, you know, somebody's mad because I haven't like, cause I haven't replied to one of their emails or something like that, or yeah. kept in contact with them. Well, I can't really very easily go up to them and be like, Hey, here's the thing. I'm so sorry. I haven't been in touch very well. I'm going to be better at being in touch unless I know that I'm actually going to be better at being in touch. Yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not good at, by the way. Cause all you, all you can really do <laughs> is, is make another promise. Right. Yeah. Right. And if you're not sure you can make that promise, is it, is it worse to instead say, look guys, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Or is it worse to say, well, you know, we're going to try and do this and we don't hear that you're just going to get a backlash. Right. Yeah. So best to maybe just stay silent. Yeah. Um, however, it just, sometimes I have the question of if E3 wasn't canceled, mm-hmm. was Nintendo just going to not show up? Mm, yeah. Because I feel like, must- there, oh man, I feel like there must have been stuff that would have been at E3. Maybe, maybe like, it would have been not very good E3, but yeah. I feel I, like... Uh, yeah, like 2015. I wonder if Nintendo maybe like when the E3 was canceled, almost like breathed a sigh of relief of like, good, because we really, you know, due to COVID, mm-hmm. which I, you know, I understand, like I said, about the working from home thing, mm-hmm. they've probably just had to rejig the entire year in some yeah. way. And yeah. it might even be the case that these Mario remasters, we don't see them this year and they missed the 35th anniversary. Yeah because the toy production maybe can still go ahead and the board game production right. can go ahead and the Lego production can go mm-hmm. ahead, blah, blah, blah. But the games that are being developed in Japan by Nintendo, who mm-hmm. have had to very quickly adapt to a working from home environment, they don't, they can't just log into Amazon, yeah. uh, what is it, AWS, and <laughs> ha- and use Google um, Teams or whatever, and, or Microsoft Teams, and just immediately start working in the cloud, right? They don't have that. Uh-huh. Um so it's, yeah. Yeah, it's just tough. Uh, Shinya Takahashi, by the way. Takahashi, yeah, thank guy. you, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. So I'm with all of this, I'm kind of thinking in the perspective of, you know, like if Nintendo were to come to me and be like, hey, as a Nintendo fan, what do you need from us? Or what do you think the community needs from us to like be, to be back on top? Um, which like they don't 
owe us anything realistically, no, you know, like, um, so I'm, I'm not even complaining. I understand that some people are, it's just, I'm like, I always like thinking strategically and from, you know, this kind of perspective. So for me, I think if, if they could either come out and just say some kind of statement, cause they do give the written statement of like, things could change because of COVID, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that doesn't, that's, it's, that's very different tonally of like, FBI will find you if you do, you know what I mean? Like it's like stuff before a movie as opposed to being like, Hey, here's the thing we understand. You know, even Microsoft recently came out with all the backlash for halo last Mm -hmm. night. I think they, they were like, here's what's going on with it. Um, and whether the people were justified to criticize it or not, them coming back with a response, I think was like, was just a good move of goodwill, you know, or good faith or something. So I, I um, yeah. I I've lost my thought now. I do. uh, So I do think that they have in, in nuggets of information, you know, hinted at like Mm -hmm. struggling, we've Mm -hmm. had some new stuff around, but there have also been quotes that people have then been banding around. Like everything is on track for this year still. Don't you worry guys, which could, I think you said, I think it was you that said, this could very much be interpreted as everything we've announced right now is <laughs> looking like is, is the case. Cause uh-huh. there's also a bit in the same quote. I can't remember who posted it on Twitter, but someone was like, why don't you read the full thing? So post on the <laughs> quote, read the whole statement where they say, we're also struggling a lot. Um, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'm, you know, I, I am someone who can very easily look at, um, when someone criticizes Nintendo and go, that's not fair. Like you have to sort of have maybe a deeper understanding of, mm-hmm. of why they're doing that or what their fan base likes or what sells or, you know, mm-hmm. why they're doing a certain thing. But I'm also very critical of when they do something that I then can't in my head justify and go, well, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. obviously they're doing it for that reason. And yeah. like having no clear trajectory for the rest of the year where other mm-hmm. companies do have a clear trajectory, especially yeah. in a year that's so important mm-hmm. um, for, Nintendo because they're they're now competing against new hardware. Right. Um, but then again, there's also the, the the side that the Switch is selling so well due to Animal Crossing and right. and people being in lockdown that to Nintendo and their investors, yeah, we're still selling. So why are we yeah. put the extra effort in? We as the fan, the vocal map fan base are going. Where's all the games? And they're mm-hmm. going. The four million people just bought a Switch and they've got all these games to play. We don't need to announce anything new. We don't have to stress over anything new. Mm-hmm. They've got Animal Crossing to play. They've got Breath of the Wild to play. They've got all of these games to go back and play that we can just live off that for a bit and not have to stress and worry because of COVID because we're still going to hit our numbers. And, yep. you know, Nintendo, Nintendo are a business. They're yep. going to hit their numbers and they're probably faster. Honestly, yeah, that's, I think that's a great point. And I, all they really need to do, in my opinion, is... Uh, because the first year, first couple years, they got core gamers in. Just like mm-hmm. that was the, I mean, not all core gamers, you know, like there's PS4 fans and, uh, or like PlayStation and Xbox fans or whatever, and PC fans that are core gamers, but on those platforms, not a Nintendo fan. They got but, the Nintendo core. Yes, exactly. So they got them back in and then continued to do that over the next couple of years. And then this year's been pretty casual heavy as far as Animal Crossing, eh, Clubhouse games, or whatever. And if they're doing the Mario 35 year anniversary stuff, mm-hmm. like core gamers will play that. But that's largely going to appeal additionally more to casual gamers. And all that, that's great. Nothing wrong with any of that. I think all they need to do is just show a path forward for like, if you're a core gamer on the Switch, things are going to there's going to be stuff for you. Like there's a future for you as a core gamer on the switch, not just for the switch as a platform. Cause it's kind of like the reverse. Wii, where the Wii, other than twilight princess at the beginning was just like, here's, you know, 
like casual games galore. Maybe not at the beginning. It was like 2008, but you know, all the Wii. When the Wii was like, <laughs> when it took off and everyone was like, we need to get a game yeah. on this immediately. Uh-huh. Pick a license out there quickly. <laughs> so, you know, at that point, but then towards the end, there was like Xenoblade and, yeah, you know, the yeah. last story and Scarlet stuff like that. happened, all this sort of, yeah, yeah. big stuff started happening. But at that point, you know, the core gamers had kind of fallen off because there wasn't hope mm-hmm. for them. So yeah. they're quote unquote. Um, so that's, I think, that's the thing. It would be great to have a direct or announcements or whatever. Yeah. But I think for me, as far as like redeeming the second half of 2020, and I do think, I still think get her games coming out the second half. It's entirely possible that there's not, but I would suspect. I have a feeling that there's not. I have a feeling that, I mean, only based on what we have, because we can speculate what we want and we can say yeah. we've heard this, we've heard that. But all we can really say is what we know. And right now we know that we have nothing announced. Mm-hmm. Nintendo are struggling clearly. The maybe we just don't get anything because they're mm-hmm. numbers and we're going to find out the numbers this week uh, mm-hmm. or next week the investors you know if they were worried about investors dropping off or money being an issue they mm-hmm. would have come out and said look guys just so you know <laughs> this is all happening so the investors then go cool um but if, the, if their if their figures are still fine and the investors are going to stick yeah. by them that's fine i'm going to jump back to what you said about core gamers um because aj would hate if i said this so <laughs> So, and he's not here, so I can say what I want. Um, hey, Jay. Nintendo, there's a lot of Nintendo oh. games. They don't have to apply, appeal to me specifically. Mm-hmm. Animal Crossing didn't appeal to me when it first came out, or before it announced even, or right. when it first came out. <laughs> I then went on to enjoy it because I tried it. There are a lot of Nintendo games that don't appeal to me. Mario Maker didn't appeal to me. The 2D mm-hmm. Marios don't appeal to me. Uh, Yoshi's Crafted World didn't appeal to mm-hmm. me. Um, there are probably more I could name. There are a bunch of Nintendo games that don't appeal to me personally, yep. and that's fine. I'm one of a, a spectrum of people that like Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So there are people. There are people that go. Oh, Nintendo has nothing for this year because it means that they don't have anything for them, right? If you're if you're a Zelda fan, for example, mm-hmm. you're going to look at this year of the Switch and go, "There's nothing for me here," because there's no, you know, annual Zelda release mm-hmm. or remaster or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there has been Animal Crossing, which was huge, and there's been Zelda Bay, which was you know going to appeal to those fans. And mm-hmm. there was uh, what's the uh, Shin Megami Tensei Fire Emblem game. Oh, um, uh, something Yeah, something Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Tokyo Mirage Sessions. That's going to appeal to someone, right? Yeah. Clubhouse Games is going to appeal to someone, just not me specifically. However, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, 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 <laughs> there's a target audience right there. Yeah. However, the difference with the conversation that's happening now is mm-hmm. that the rest of the year for the Switch doesn't just not appeal to me, doesn't just not appeal to you, doesn't just <laughs> not appeal to the Zelda fan. It appeals to nobody because there's right. nothing. Right. <laughs> So it's not like I can go, ah, you know, there'll be other things happening because mm-hmm. they're just releasing stuff that's not for me right now. The question is, they're not releasing anything. Right. Um, yeah, I think that's, you know, it, I, I can't imagine that they'd go through this holiday season without a single release. It's possible, but, I, you know, I doubt it. But I think that's, right now, the target audience for the, for the holiday season is just people who haven't bought a switch yet and that's it or one a second switch or something which is fine but that's not any of us obviously that are already talking about this so that's i think that's valid you know i think every year the the thing has been for holiday season this is Mm -hmm. or christmas season wherever we have as we call it we don't have two holidays at the same time we need to blanket it with one holiday season it's christmas for us um every year that has been a case of people that haven't bought a switch should buy a switch right smash Mm -hmm. brothers appeals to people, you know, people that, people will buy a Switch, just play Smash Brothers, mm-hmm. only ever want Smash Brothers news, only ever want to play and talk about Smash yep. Brothers, right? Mario Odyssey the year before that. Mario yep. Odyssey the year before that. Pokemon last year, because there are people yep. that just want to play Pokemon. 
Um, whereas this year, if the case is still going to be this holiday, we want ourselves people that don't have a switch, they might only need to um, think, okay, they're no longer releasing Xbox One games, they're no longer releasing PS4 games. Everything's going to be PS5, Xbox uh, Series X. Mm-hmm. People aren't going to jump on that straight away because early adopters are in the minority. Mm-hmm. People probably want to buy something. They haven't bought a Switch yet. We have this huge backlog to go through. Like I said before, you know how they're careering through this year based on that. Mm-hmm. They might not... We as gamers go, we need to have a holiday game. They need to have a holiday <laughs> game. What are we going to play? What am I going to ask for for Christmas? Well, Christmas list is empty. But there are going to be people whose Christmas list is going to be a Switch. Yeah. And right. so a list of games they haven't played yet. And Nintendo's fine with that because... This is super easier to to bundle to make switch bundles or to lessen the price or whatever because like they're not gonna do that. (laughs) But they might do you know like a buy a switch get one full price game free or something, which would be the first time that they did that outside of you know like just getting Mario Kart free or just getting Mm -hmm. this other game or something like that. So Mm -hmm. we do have a Q and A that I went ahead and pulled up for this because it's related. So it's Falcon asks. it's a couple different parts. So here we go. Uh, how do you feel about the way Nintendo has been keeping their customers informed? Do you think we could have another 2015 games drought? And then goes on to say, if I can make a prediction, we'll get some sort of announcement slash showcase for games that are coming out quote unquote this year. And by that, I mean, March 31st, because Nintendo got a Nintendo. I don't see what, I don't know what we'll see, but we won't see a new F zero game. Falcon loves F zero. Um, <laughs> Uh, also, I feel like there's another Switch revision in the works for next summer, but they won't talk about that here. They may have a new bundle for this holiday, though. Also, we're going to get a port of something soon. Just don't know what. Hashtag Falcons Fanatic Speculation Corner. <laughs> Good stuff. There's also a second section of the document just called F-Zero Kid. Yeah, because there wow, it there's is. A lot of, there's a lot of questions happening. We've got so many questions, yeah. y'all. <laughs> It'll be um, I mean, we literally only have two like news-ish topics, so. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, I think the F Zero Kid thing is just because it's capitalized. It's not just a whole section oh, could of be. from 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 Falcon. Oh yeah. Um, okay, so let's break this down. Uh, how do you feel about well, Nintendo keep the customers informed? We, I mean, I think that there's been some missteps. Like I said, mm-hmm. not like major mistakes. A lot of it has been overhype, but I think that I said this last time I was on. There's so much power behind the the phrase Nintendo Direct. People mm-hmm. expect so much because Nintendo has given us so much in a Direct that people see the word Direct and they think, here we go, boys. <laughs> They're going to release some big stuff. And even when they put the word Mini in front of it or Partner Showcase after it, we still have that. It's a Direct. There's got to be one big thing. There's always one big thing. So when yeah. there's not one big thing, yeah. it can be disappointing. But or when think- the one big thing is big for a kind of small segment of the overall yeah. Switch yeah, fan yeah, base. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, you know. I mean, because yeah, they I'm sure they've seen people asking for Shin Megami Tensei five news for forever, but mm-hmm. you know, a thousand days. it was a thousand days. Yeah. Before, uh, the last trailer and the new trailer. Ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah. I think uh, that. Oh, what was it going to say? I don't know. Some that kind of stuff. We're Sorry like, to interrupt. no, you're, I mean, I was just going to piggyback off what you said as far as okay. like Hold keeping on. customers informed and, and yeah. stuff. It's, um, yeah, there's definitely been... I, I, I mean, I feel like that, like you said, that what AJ said about, you know, you can't re- reveal a game in this in, in 2020. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the whole Bakugan thing, they knew that by, you know, having the first event since, mm-hmm. you know, the first E3 style event, having Mario as like a... Yeah, and then having like mm-hmm. a special announcement from a developer that you all like. I know that people jumped out mm-hmm. of, out of, you know, like, like me, like, Oh, it could be Metroid, it could be Castlevania, it could <laughs> yeah, be this, that, right. and the other. <laughs> but 
setting an expectation, even even leveling out the expectation, didn't quite level out the expectation because it was like a, it wasn't like right. a, hey guys, hold on, it was like a, this is going to be a third party thing by the way, so stop yeah. talking about first party, which still left uh-huh. like a wide yeah totally. Things. It was funny watching Game Explains. Uh, I was hopped into their stream for a little bit before it got announced, and I was watching their speculations on like what could they be working with, and there it was like all the way up here and it was back again. But I remember this thing I was going to say before too. Um, definitely one of the things that Nintendo seemed to be doing this summer that maybe they would have been doing anyway, thinking back to other years, but I don't think so is a lot of like demos and tournaments for their online games. Yeah. Which I think is, I'm only speculating, but I, it would be better if I weren't speculating and they said so is, um, kind of replacement of like, we don't have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's these demos and these tournaments and stuff for yeah, Pokemon yeah. and arms and Splatoon like and all that kind of stuff. The old thing. Yeah. The old thing. Which is fine. Yeah. But I, th- I think it would, it reminds me of the Simpsons episode where Marge gets, that shows the game that every boy wants or whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's uh what's his face is golf, golf. you know, yeah, instead yeah, yeah. of uh, whatever the game is called, the brawl, yeah, you know, the yeah. fighting game. Bone, um, bone, Oh, Hammer? Bone Smasher or Bone... Bone Ham, Bone Smasher. Something, uh, something like, like that, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but it reminds me that... But, like, even imagining myself in Bart's shoes there, if Marge had been, like, I, we, I couldn't find Bone question mark game, but here's golf because I knew you wanted something, I think he'd be like, okay, I get that. And so, similarly with Nintendo, I kind of feel like if, if this is a replacement for, like, we don't have a lot of news, here's at least something, it would be a little bit better PR to be, like, we don't have other things, mm-hmm. but here's this just to, so you have something and people will be like, okay, well that's, that's nice of you to at least give that. However, I also understand the side that investors would hear that as, Oh, they don't have anything, you know? So they want to keep investors happy. And that's honestly why it's so hard for them to communicate. I think is they silence is what keeps the money in, in, in there, right? Cause there's a whole thing. It's like, what if I pull out my money and then they announce something or, you know, um, so, so I'm not like that saying they're misleading or anything like that. No, like, yeah. yeah, I think it's. I think they're in a tricky situation. Like, there's mm-hmm. no denying that they their production is down. I think if they're fully honest, that's going to hurt them financially for those reasons and all that stuff. So yeah, um, and and, um, and like you said about all these old demos and stuff, it, it is like I said before. There are there are thousands or millions and millions of new Switch owners that Animal Crossing and, and Lockdown brought in that maybe might want to pick up arms or mm-hmm. might want to yeah. pick up Barry tennis or poken and might be actually like, well, I don't know if there's a, an online community. I don't know if the game's very good. So mm-hmm. by saying play this game for free for a bit or try out this demo or, uh-huh. or, you know, things like that, they can see, okay, there is a community. There are people playing it. If I buy this game, there's value in it, which I know that a lot of Nintendo games, um, sometimes you can get the online game and because how Nintendo fans are and how Nintendo releases new versions of new games, mm-hmm. Arms might be dead, for example, and mm-hmm. it's like, why would I buy arms if it's dead? Because if they can <laughs> yeah. revitalize it a bit, then that's fine. Although, never with Splatoon. I remember that just before Splatoon Two came out, I was still getting into games on Splatoon on the Wii U, like yeah. that seconds. There were just games happening all the time. And speaking of Wii U, so the second part of Falcon's question was, do you think that this would be another 2015 games draft? I don't know. But let's look at 2015. Um, so I remember E3 2015 pretty uh, vividly because I remember like being so i watched the director at home rang my friend and was like come pick me up let's go to the pub because <laughs> i had seen 
the preamble before where they did like a tournament and i was like this looks like metro prime hunters man but what if this is like a mode of metro prime hunters and i was right <laughs> but it was metro prime federation force and right. i was like oh yeah. that was it and coming off of 2014 which had bayonetta 2 uh-huh. uh splatoon was announced uh there was a kirby or a yoshi or something I think it was a yoshi. yeah loads of good stuff was happening and i was like this was a great year and then 2015 happened and i was like oh boy i'm a wii u owner yeah I'm my wii u so it looks like for her I mean, not all of these are um, Splatoon 2, or sorry, Splatoon, Super Mario good. Maker, uh, Yoshi's Woolly World, uh, was actually quite Mario good. Tennis Ultra Smash. Mm, maybe not. Okay, that's it. Uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty... I mean, I two of those are, you know, pretty high caliber, but I think, yeah, I mean, again, Splatoon it's... carried me through 2015, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But if oh, those... Um, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X was 2015. Oh, why is that not on this list? Oh, well, whatever. List is lying to you. It is. It's not it's like a, a, yeah. So all that to say, I don't know that it'll be specifically, again, the fact that we already had, I think it's a question of second half versus first half. First half, I think was better than people are giving it credit for because mm-hmm. of just the feeling of not knowing what's coming out in the second half. And then the second half we have yet to see, but. Um, yeah, I guess it's easy to look at what's coming and go, this year has been crap, but you can also, oh, that's not a swear, is it? That's okay, right? No, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, good. They said on the Simpsons, so it's fine. <laughs> I mean, they're saying friends good, as well. That's a good metric, actually. Good, if it's on The Simpsons or it's on yep. uh, Friends, mm-hmm. fine. To that. Ooh, yeah, Friends is fine. Yeah, Friends um, is fine. They used to play that in the. It's in on the Rick day. and Morty, no worries, you know? Yeah, well, no, yeah, <laughs> I can't go for Rick and Morty. Um, <laughs> but when you look at, like, if you condensed every release from the first half into, like, let's say it all came out in the, uh, month after month after month, like last mm-hmm. year happened, you go Tokyo Mirage Sessions into uh, nothing. Uh, into <laughs> Animal Crossing, yep. into Xenoblade Chronicles, and you go like, this was a good year because these are great games. These are mm-hmm. high sellers, not at Xenoblade Chronicles or Tokyo. Hey, there's one high seller. <laughs> um, but that dominated the conversation for so long and still is played by loads of people yeah. and still getting new content. And it is a successful game, but people might look at that and burn through it so quickly, like yeah. I did. I know I played for 150 hours and was like, cool, I'm going to move on to something else. Mm-hmm. Never went back to it fine i finished my island did what i wanted to do i enjoyed mm-hmm. it there are people that i know who play 400 500 hours of animal crossing yeah. games um over the course of a, of a lifetime or you know the last time yeah. the console mm-hmm. so for those kind of people this year's been great because mm-hmm. you know they've had i mean if someone like me that had a week of holiday with Xenoblade chronicles just after it came out so i was like i'm in lockdown i'm not going to cancel my holiday i will just do the whole of Xenoblade chronicles in uh-huh. 100 hours in like a week and a bit maybe <laughs> two weeks and i smashed through it if I was at work, uh, going into the office like I normally mm-hmm. would, or if you're someone that maybe only games like an hour a day, a couple of hours a week or whatever, that's a lot of game, yeah. a lot of content, a lot of game to play. I think it is funny with the Animal Crossing thing. I've sort of said this before, but um, not super in deep. In, in deep, whatever. Uh, I wonder if Animal Crossing was great for quarantine, but quarantine was not great for Animal Crossing good. for the specific reason that good. it just got condensed so much that you yeah. could play so much in so little time that, it, you know, I think really if, if it weren't for all that, there's a good chance. Also the fact that now they're doing the slow rollout of content, which mm. is, is good in some ways, but it also means that like maybe if it were just all there at launch, it would have lasted us longer instead of like, some people are just not coming back to it. Whereas some others that are still sticking around are like really excited, you know, every time. Yeah. So, so I had a thought. Is Ella still playing it at all? Not particularly. So Ella's thing was. Ashley's the same, like a little bit. Well, so Ella's thing is that all of the Animal Crossing games that came out before, 
it was her, maybe her sister were, were playing together and just playing and, and that was it. And she'd go back to it all the time. But when mm-hmm. this one came up, because I was playing it and I'm quite vocal and I had a bunch of friends that were playing it. Uh-huh. Um, and we were all sort of comparing and contrasting where we were. We were like, have you done this yet? Have you been here yet? Have you done this? Oh my God, you haven't done that yet. You need to get there, blah, blah, blah. She was, it felt like the pressure to, to oh, do it. interesting, yeah. So she just didn't want to play it because she was like, well, I'm never going to be as good as that. And I had the feeling when I mm. visited a friend's island, he was like, come to my island. I was like, okay, then visit his island. And this is like within the second week. And he'd like laid out all of the flowers so that he would get uh-huh. all the flowers. And all of the trees were perfectly laid out. And yep. he sort of min-maxed the game where it was, it was all running smoothly it was all running uh as well as it could do and i was like this is not fun anymore because <laughs> now yeah, i know what i sure. need to do to be successful it's not like uh-huh. i can just work things out i now have been to this island where everything works perfectly fine and i can mm-hmm. make the most money i was like now it stopped being fun and these people yeah. then dropped off after a week because they didn't have yeah, the challenge right. nothing to they finished it right? or like time travel and stuff and just get everything yeah, like yeah, 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 i want to yeah, see yeah. every single thing yeah so However, i mean i do think this animal crossing but only this is only based on uh, what I know about Animal Crossing and what people have said to me personally mm-hmm. and said online, blah, blah, blah. Um, this game, when it was sort of in the pre announcement people were like, oh my God, there's all this stuff. You can mm-hmm. jump over gaps and they've added all this terraforming stuff and that's great. But when the game actually came out and now these updates we're getting, it seems mm-hmm. to have been at the sacrifice of some other features that people liked. Yeah. Um, I mean, like swimming, things. for example, and like those yeah, kinds of things yeah, that they're yeah. adding back. I bet. I mean, I'd I'd guess everything will get added back. All the things that people yeah. liked will get yeah, added yeah. back. But it's just going to be over time, and that means that this will. I I would say pretty easily without having played any of the other ones that this will be the best Animal Crossing game to buy when you're not playing it at launch. You know, yeah, and like yeah, yeah. maybe also for you the best one at launch. I mean, again, I don't know because it's the only one that I've played. But um, for a, a lot of people, when you're not comparing to other people and you're just playing it at your own pace or whatever. It'll be great for all those reasons and all the updates will be there. But, but yeah, at launch is definitely a tricky, trickier thing. Um, I wonder if it was almost to the game's detriment that, that, you know, they obviously had this plan for the game. Like you say about how um, lockdown wasn't good for it because they always planned mm-hmm. all this content. And they were like, cool, we're releasing with this. And by the time people are sort of done with this, mm-hmm. the new content starts coming out. By the time they're done with that, we'll have something new. But because it was in lockdown, people had nothing to do. They would, They could me personally just sit there 10 hours a day mm-hmm. which sounds and really they got to have like yeah. three weeks between the time that they like it it shortened the gap to where instead of yeah. them releasing an update to where people would have like still been playing it yeah people yeah, had yeah. stopped and people then an update happened it's like at that point is it worth logging back in and right. having to deal with all the stuff now that you've rather has been left alone for ages to, yeah. to do it and for me personally i got to the point where i paid off all my loans and the mm-hmm. stock market on Twitter, I think the stock market on Twitter was also... Yeah, it, it ruined some stuff able sure. to get, Yeah, because like the stock market is supposed to be, you get your stuff, you make your money. Oh, okay, I've lost some money, I've made some money. But because people were like, I know 100% that I can make this much money if I'm just patient. So yep. I'll spend all this money and I'll pay off all my loans. I paid off all my loans in 100 hours and I made my Once you get exactly one good... I yeah, I saw somebody say it on Twitter or something at one point, but like once you get one really good stock market thing yeah. it breaks the economy and like that yeah. kind of sucks yeah but you know what else breaks the economy when you leak some games from 1996 it's just breaking it, it makes everything nice. mess up we're gonna move along because we're gonna move on <laughs> <laughs> um there was a giga leak as we're calling it giga leak um, is, a, is, is it's true fun. it's a good word yeah it's uh so man it's very it's very interesting 
all this stuff. I, I haven't even looked at all the individual things. We're not going to go over the individual things that are getting announced, but just kind of like yeah. talk about it in general. Also, uh, Mecha Dragon 101 and Nintendo Mouse from uh, my Richard, Nintendo News. Richard. Yeah. Richard, yeah. I talked to him for the first time today. I was like, I don't know how we haven't talked before, but you want to come oh, on the podcast sometime? Great. He's like, yeah, we'll do it. So he'll be on at some point, I think. Cool. Uh, but um, yeah, but so they both mentioned we should talk about this and we were going to anyway so it worked out wonderfully yeah. this is an interesting story because it's not something i've been following like i need to know what's happening but every time something right. comes out i'm like this is wild <laughs> yeah this is crazy I, I've, I've been seeing it from sort of two perspectives though i've been seeing like the whole all this stuff that we didn't know about and now we know about mm-hmm. but also the side of like we didn't you know we're now knowing about this out the detriment of someone has illegally taken this information it's right. got information that should have been cut out it's not fair on the developers who have had their work put on blast and some of it includes personal information. Oh, okay. Like I was going to ask, but other than the personal information, in what way have you seen, because I just don't know, that people have had stuff put on blast or, or so anything? It's pretty much, yeah, the personal information. Also, um, the Star Fox, some of the Star Fox uh, mm-hmm. passwords or something that was sort of like swear words or things like that. Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah. It, yeah, it just, it just seems a little bit like it's all private stuff that was kept by Nintendo. You yeah. know, it's not like a GDC conference where they go, here's the making of Breath of the Wild, here's the stuff from the cutting room floor. It's like, right. this is stuff that wasn't meant to be seen because it just got dropped. Yeah. And it's not in like a, we evolved in this way, it's just like, this just got dropped. Like, yeah. it's interesting that Luigi was going to be in the game. It's interesting with all these cut characters, but this is you know this isn't some bits of information are interesting and some of it's just like this is just cut stuff this is just yeah. cutting room stuff this is just unfinished bits like all of the the beta um uh pokemon mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. it's like eh, you know it's not yeah. beta it's just it's just a placeholder <laughs> they were working on the game and that's that it's it's interesting with this because i mean i think in large part what we need to maybe be aware of is that it's again, a lot of this stuff is interesting and like mm-hmm. stuff, but we're also not owed it, you know, yeah. in the same way. And I'm thinking of it, it and that sort of feels weird to say because in part of me is kind of like, yeah, we are like, we're, you know, it's part of the game, blah, 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 but it's not. Um, but thinking of it from a creator's perspective, instead of, uh, instead of a consumer's perspective yeah. is like as a songwriter, um, or, or as a, you know, video producer or whatever, Mm, that feels i don't like that title that feels much too fancy (laughs) i make some youtube videos i'm not a video producer but as somebody who makes youtube videos or writes songs or whatever if somebody found lyrics of mine that i wrote that i didn't publish yeah yeah. even though they're lyrics that i write and even if they're the biggest fan of mine ever or whatever i wouldn't like that because Mm -hmm. the reason i didn't publish them is because i'm not proud of them because they're just garbage and I feel like you would think less of me as a creator seeing those, you know, like sometimes people will share demos to songs or like the scratch tracks. Like this is, you know, when I first wrote it, this is kind of the voice of my mouth version. Uh And like some people are like, wow, I can see how that got from here to there. And for Mm -hmm. other people, it kind of ruins the process because it's like, Oh, it started out as kind of bad. Yeah. (laughs) It's like when Kanye West released uh, life of Pablo mm. and then like patched it a couple of weeks later. And so he like re-released the album, mm-hmm. the changes, moved some songs around, uh, added a new song in eventually. Mm-hmm. I've become so used to the original versions. Of other songs that came out and I was like, they've changed this. 
I, you know, I'm singing it, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. singing it in my head, and then like something's different. I'm like, oh, okay, well, this isn't as good. They've added like a a weird noise over it. I'm like, this isn't the same song. Yeah. So, like, if they just released the original, or if they'd released the final version of the song, mm-hmm. that would be your way to, exactly away from it. But now I can't unhear yep. the original version. And there's also like, so there's a song. I've got uh, sorry, albums like, like that for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is another tangent. There's a a song that was added to the end of Pablo called something. Can't remember what it was. It had um. Oh my god! I can't remember the guy's name. It was the final song. It was quite. It was mm-hmm. a nice song. Um, and then I really got used to that. It like leaked as like mm-hmm. this is the original version of the song. Downloaded it, saved it, and then when mm-hmm. the actual album version came out, I was like, "This is a very different song." Mm-hmm. Enjoying an unfinished song. Now I don't enjoy the new song. It's sort of ruined both yeah. of them for me. Yeah, um, <laughs> could be the same. The same. Story. Yeah, I mean, so I think similarly, I could see how even if this isn't actually detrimental. I mean, well. It, the content itself, uh, obviously the personal information, like that's, that's bad. Um, the content of like seeing what would have been in Mario and stuff isn't really necessarily detrimental to Nintendo, but the precedent that it sets for like a kind of when you popularize, I mean, people are always going to hack and leak and stuff, but when you popularize it, it also make people more aware of it or show here's the possibilities that if you do this, you'll get credit for it or not even credit, but like, that's the thing that I did, even if nobody knows who it is. Um, that's kind of dangerous knowing that that's out there that like, if you can find some of these things, it could incentivize some of that. Um, but then I don't know. It's also some of the stuff really is interesting and what I'd much rather, and maybe the way that Nintendo can, I don't know, maybe go about this is do some of the, like, like with the champions guide or something like that for breath Mm -hmm. of the wild is like, they could probably own it pretty easily by being like, here's by just sharing some of these kinds of things of like, we originally plan on doing this, but again, coming back around to thinking of it as a creator's perspective. So often Nintendo is like, here's an idea that got scrapped from this game. We're going to use it to make this other thing. So they probably have a lot of back pocket ideas like that, that like, so it's, it's tricky. Um, yeah, nevertheless, think, there's some interesting tidbits. <laughs> but also, like, I think the most interesting bit is playable Luigi. Like we know it was yeah. confirmed that Luigi at one point was playable, but seeing the model and yep. seeing sort of how it all, came together is quite interesting. Watching people like take the individual parts, build it together and go, this is Luigi in Mario 64. That's mm-hmm. cool. There is some stuff that's just like, eh, okay, this is fine. <laughs> yeah. But I think I've seen some people say like, oh, this is great for preservation. This is great for, you know, um, video mm-hmm. game cataloging, blah, blah. And like, no, that it is. Yes. On the outside, it sort of seems that way, but mm-hmm. really it's not because hacking into a server and taking an old file, yeah which fair plays them for keeping it to be fair because there are like remember when uh, Final Fantasy 8 they were like we lost the source code we can never <laughs> yeah. make that again and Nintendo's like we've got all the source codes and all of the stuff that you know was kept secret and yeah. now you can just you know comb through it um, uh-huh. but it does set like you say it sets a dangerous precedent for people to be like well I'm going to see what I can find and I'm going to dig in deeper mm-hmm. and eventually you're just stealing information from a company right yeah. I right. mean there's this is the plot to Tron 2, right? Mm-hmm. This is the, the Tron Legacy. This is where he goes back into, into his dad's They're making a third one, right? Stuff. I'm sure. I, hope. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Oh, is that, is that okay? Good. No, okay, yeah, that's fine. Good. I didn't even... It sounded like some garbled sounds. So. Yeah, I hope so. I really hope so. <laughs> I uh, thought I, I saw something about that. I saw that... something. I retweeted it. Then I okay. two tweets down saw like someone go, this is old news. Oh. I was like, mm. I'm going to ignore that. Valid. I'm down with that. Yeah. Yep. Um, hang on, yeah. there's, there's a bit in this article you've linked here. Um, I have. 
where it says why the Giga Leak is bad for Nintendo. Yep. And um, let me just quickly scroll through. Here, I'll this. just I'll read it a little bit. Um, why the yeah. Giga Leak is bad for Nintendo. Developers spend years working on source code for games. It's a lengthy process that involves hours upon hours of dedication, reworking, and sometimes starting from scratch. With the release of so many source codes online, some developers like Dylan Cuthbert, who worked on a few Star Fox titles, felt the leak was intrusive considering how private that content is. In addition to the source code, several early models, emails, and personal information may have been leaked onto the internet with the compilation. And it goes on to say, what's also worrisome is Nintendo's lack of cybersecurity. This leak may be the biggest dump of potentially illegally obtained information in gaming history. Additionally, there have been several leaks over the past year, along with Nintendo's ongoing issues with hackers. This data breach means Nintendo could potentially could be potentially vulnerable to more attacks in the future, which could compromise players' account information. In a worst-case scenario, someone might find their games inaccessible due find their games inaccessible due to a hack or even worse, have their personal information stolen and finishes up by saying having a full source code source code of older titles gives independent developers and modders an endless supply of content to toy with. The Nintendo GigaLeak means custom ROMs and games can now be made using those files, but using that specific code could put a lot of these modders in legal trouble with Nintendo. While gamers would love to see some extra Mar- Super Mario 64 content, it might not be worth having their favorite modder sent to jail. And I guess yeah. a point from that is that now that this has happened, Nintendo are probably going to clamp down not just on security, good, they yeah, should, right. but also they might clamp down on sharing bits of information because the reason people were probably looking for this is because of things like, oh, you know, there's some secrets in Super Mario you didn't know about yeah. because they mentioned it before. Mm-hmm. Maybe people wouldn't be so interested in hacking into the servers and mm-hmm. putting out this old information, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo's really, uh, what's the, can't be, can't, Really, I don't know. Uh, I don't know you mean like. Uh, yeah, like whatever. They they clamp down on information as far as yeah. um, like when uh, she says did uh, um, or boundary break or whatever did it, his Animal Crossing video. It got flagged by Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Be, you know, and like, and I I understand that. Um, I don't know. It's a tricky situation because like really the way like those videos are made with a lot of love, where it's just like here's. You might have not known, but they make these trees look so, so full, yep. but there's only the fronts of trees. Really, the backs are just empty, but they look great. You know, and like in Nintendo's view, that could, I don't know, I could see, I could imagine being in their shoes again as like a songwriter or something like that of like, oh, well, that makes you think poorly of what I've yeah. done. You know, like it gives the wrong view of it, which like, because like, I don't know, I'll listen to... um I've been watching a bunch of videos where they'll, you know, strip out some, um, or like an artist will like solo tracks of their songs. And I'm used to hearing these tracks and it sounds like perfect and flawless all together. And then they'll solo the track. And I'm like, Oh, there's a lot of little mistakes in that, but you just can't hear it, but they're fine sharing that. But if you're not fine sharing that, that can be really vulnerable and stuff. It's like the wizard of Oz, right? Mm Mm-hmm. The game that we see... No, you can is, just stop there. It's just like The Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Moving Oz. on. <laughs> the game that we play is the big guy of The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, uh, right, right, right. Here. We're playing that game. We're going, wow, what a spectacle. Mm. And then some of these people might be like Toto playing on the curtain. And actually Nintendo are like, no, this is, this is all string. This is all cardboard back here. Stop it. No, we're being held up by twigs. Um, and then when you pull the curtain back, mm-hmm. um, there's actually, you know things being run by yeah. one man pulling a bunch of strings going, oh, um, this is a boss fight. Um, totally which- ruined the Wizard of Oz. Spoiled all of it. I, oh, my goodness. It's, oh, it's only a, it's, it's 90 years old. Film, yeah. How old is it? 
It's old, is it? I think it's like 30s, 2030, something like that. Yeah. I think it's 30s. There is a... 1939. Yeah, that's what I... I don't know why that... I thought that number already. <laughs> oh, I'm very wow, smart. Wow, oh. There's an interesting... Like with boundary break, it's interesting to see how things are made because it's not at the detriment of anything, I guess. Like you say mm-hmm. that it might be like, oh, this is how it's made, but it's not like they've gone, I broke into the source code and found all these right. things and all this stuff. It's just a case of like, I moved the camera around mm-hmm. and look how cool this is. Look at the, look at the way mm-hmm. Nintendo overcame this struggle. Yes, right, like, exactly. It's not, like, it's not like Nintendo actually cut this whole thing out of the game mm-hmm. out and now we're looking at it from an unfinished perspective and going, yeah. oh, hang on a minute, that looks yeah. a bit rubbish. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, I think that's, you know, the end product is the real thing. And like seeing as a developer, it's neat to see those things. And like, again, thinking in a music context, you can use like certain kinds of compression or something or like EQ to take out this whole range of frequencies that's like useless in this one instrument so that everything else will shine better and stuff like that. And that's the same kind of thing as they did with the trees. They took out the back because it's like, that's useless garbage. Like we yeah, could make right. a full tree, but it's going to slow down other things. So we're going to make it as efficient as possible. So it's like that, that gif of horizon zero dawn where you see like the developer showed at GDC where they're like, wherever you're looking, they load in that wedge, that field of view wedge. Uh, and then yeah. as you move around, they just, uh, yeah. what's the word? Not deload. Whatever the, whatever the word deload is, they deload all the I bits. would say deload. Either side, I would say too. We, we would <laughs> say deload. And then they just show you the more bits, right? And that's cool. That's how that game is made. That's how that game runs and looks as good as it does. That's how a lot of games function in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, things pop in, things pop out. And it's cool that they, to see the tricks of like, oh, this is how they overcame that struggle. This mm-hmm. is how, uh, when you see the Zanabade one, it's like, um, have you seen the Zanabade boundary break? Um, I don't think so. So there's a bit where like he's in the Gower plane, for example, and he'll go, mm-hmm. right, I'm putting the camera out, putting the camera out. There's a fully modeled, uh, this is actually attached to the leg of a fully modeled Bionis in low res so that you can uh-huh. see the Bionis at all times. And that oh, will help with yeah, the immersion. Yeah. Okay. And if you pull mm-hmm. away and you go over here, here's the Maconis. It's just, it's just, it's, it's actually there. It's not a background. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But like, here's all the beta sprites for Pokemon. It's just like, yeah. Eh. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they had yeah. to do this, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's the Giga Leak stuff. Um, we probably could say more about it, but we're going to say more about other things instead. So <laughs> We're going to skip quickly on. Let's do it. Uh, we're going to talk for a little bit now about, so comments on my video, but then also on Twitter, we asked this question and we pulled some places. And uh, this is oh, digital man, versus physical. I thought this was going to be the bit we just did was going to be the longest bit, but now I've realized what this is. <laughs> oh, I'm afraid. Yeah, I'm worried. Um We'll, oh yeah, we're going to try to not, it's a very interesting topic and we're going to, I think here's what we should do. We'll, we'll read comments, but we probably won't talk about the the comments. Oh, I mean, we're going to do the whole thing, but we're just probably not going to like delve into each of the comments like we kind of normally would because it's also just going to be a bigger thing. So Mm -hmm. in any case, here we go. Um, I made a video. Yeah. Physical versus digital switch games. Obviously, if you watched it, we came to the consensus that kind of depends isn't that great? <laughs> There's what a how typical of a Parker thing. I never land yeah. on. Uh, I would Parker, have a very Swi- the Switzerland of Fanatics Four. Yeah. He's like, here's here's this definitive A or B answer, and you go, yeah, but it could be like Ab. <laughs> Stick them together, you know. Uh-huh. Um, if you're looking for a consonant, you got a consonant. Okay. <laughs> so here's some comments. I thought some of these were great uh, from the YouTube video. Seven said. Even if I wanted to be a full digital owner, our internet infrastructure isn't quite there yet. Um, Seven is in South Africa. 
Yes. If I buy a new game online, I have to wait at least a day or so for it to download. I've also mentioned this previously, but there's only one major game store in my area. So before the pandemic, I liked to make a day out of driving to the big mall, getting a nice coffee, maybe seeing a movie and having my pre-order handed to me by someone who knows me really well and also doesn't mind having a little chat if they're not too busy. That's pretty nice. I know. This is the most wholesome thing. The people who work at... And then continuing on... Uh, the people who work at the store usually tell me what they're currently playing and ask how far I am in the last game that I bought, how my mom's doing, etc. They're like my friends, so I'd feel bad not supporting them. That is an absolutely lovely comment. Yeah. I really like, <laughs> I like I mean, I, I remember the same thing where it'd be like, oh, today's payday. I'm going to walk into town, uh, mm-hmm. you know, pick up some stuff, have lunch. You know, it's just a really nice day. And especially when a new game comes out, it's like, it's an excuse to go and have a nice day as well as pick up the game, which for me, it's like, I get home from work and I go, oh, there's a package. <laughs> that's, that's the entire game yeah. buying experience for me now. It's like, it's a day early. Wow. And I'll yeah. play it. Um, yep. Yeah. There's I mean, definitely got... some stores that are better about that too. I think mm-hmm. um, I, at this point, like I'm very cost effective with things ideally, but that means that usually I'll end up getting games from like Walmart, which is not a fantastic experience. It's that I go oh, yeah. to a store and there's games behind a glass case. Go. And I'm like, open that one for me, please. And then they'll be like, all right, cool. And they open it's that very one. much the Simpsons experience of buying a game, right? A hundred percent, yeah. And it's usually, you know, it's not very often that it's somebody that's like, oh, you're trying to play Breath of the Wild, are you? It's somebody that's like, duh, which games are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not really. They're, they're very, but it's, you know, somebody who works the electronic section, not necessarily just mm. gaming. So sometimes they're really into it. And other times they're like, I don't know, oh, well. a Nintendo game, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, not to disparage Walmart employees, just... You should. You probably it's should. Less it's, a, it's a big corporation, right? It is a big corporation. They actually pay surprisingly. One of my uh, youth group kids from when I was youth leader was um, worked at Walmart, and they pay like a good bit above min- minimum wage, which I was very surprised about, because mm-hmm. Walmart... So well, in any know, case, I good. think seven, that sounds like the best. I am envious yeah. of that. So my experience of buying games uh, in person used to be a case of just like, because I didn't sort of have a lot of money, uh, you know, didn't have a job so I was like 18. So the money I would get would be like cash for Christmas or I would trade mm-hmm. in my own games and mm-hmm. get cash. And I'd peruse through the store, the pre-owned section and see what was available. Or or I might, I remember one time I saw Metro Prime Trilogy, didn't know the game was coming out. I wasn't mm-hmm. you know, into the whole scene of like being online. And I saw this and was like, oh, I ran home. So it was like a half an hour walk. Mm-hmm. So I ran home. I told mom, I was like, mom, can I have some money to go and buy this game? And she was like, you sure? I was like, please. Gave the money. I ran back into town and I picked it up. And that was an exciting time. Um, but yep. now sort of, if I'm not buying it online, I will pop into my local game store. Uh, my friend Scott works there, high school. Usually I will go in there just to sort of have a chat with him, have a catch up, uh, see how he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually I don't like going into the stores because you go in, you get the game you want and they go, would you like to pre-order yeah, right. this game? How, you know, what have you got? What pre-orders have you got? Would you like to buy the disc care? Mm-hmm. Would you like this? And I'm like, no, man. And yeah. then, you know, I'm looking at this big stack of games. I'm like, because, you know, I am someone who knows about all the games that are coming out. I'm never shocked by like, wow, this is on Switch. Usually mm-hmm. it's a case of, no, I know, I know. If I know <laughs> it, I'll get it on launch or, yep. I'll, or I'll sit on the eShop and wait for it on sale. So I'm looking at these games that are all overpriced. Nothing's surprising me. Nothing's good. Yeah. I'm not going, wow, I'm going to pick this up. It's a case of, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's well, definitely the case for me too with like when the Switch first came out, I wasn't paying attention to stuff online. wasn't really watching that many YouTube videos. Um, other than I, I was starting to, but like just wasn't a ton. And I would go to Target or Walmart or whatever, typically Target, and um, like – 
Ashley would be like, you want to go to the Switch track soon? I'm like, yeah. And so I just go over there and like, look at all the games. Like they've got this one. They've got that one. Wow. That's neat. And, but now like, yeah, I'm fully aware of all of it. They're all full price. So it's like, it's, you know, it's not much of an experience, which is, you know, kind of lame. Um, I guess that's the point of being an adult, isn't it? If we were, if we were 10 years old now, we'd probably walk into the the game section and be like, oh my God. Uh I'm going to look at Mario Odyssey again. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to hold, I'm going to read the back of this game, which I used to do as a kid. I read the back of the game and go, one day I'm going to play this game. I put it back. Whereas now I go, I'm going to play that game when it goes on sale. (laughs) <laughs> or I've like loads of reviews or I've, you, yep. know, you guys would have played it or I'm on Twitter and everyone's talking about it. I'm like, oh, I've had that experience. Yeah. I've fawned over it before it came out. Now it's here. I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just, yeah. I just, I find the whole buying, buying physical games in a shop is just not fun anymore. Um, yeah. It's I, so honestly for me, yeah, I'll go ahead and say my full opinions. Um, Cause I didn't really lean. I think what I said in the video is true. They're like, I'm kind of either or, but recently I have been, mostly digital and mostly because I, well, A, it's convenient, B, pandemic, but also because I just have some money sitting in PayPal. So I was like, I've either got free money or money that's going to stop me from buying different kinds of groceries. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I'll just opt for the free money. Whereas normally I would do physical for like first party, big budget game. I mean, like I said, for like single player games and then uh, digital for other stuff. Um, even now pretty much buying most stuff digitally because I'm, cause again, it doesn't, it feels like it doesn't cost money, even though yeah, it obviously yeah. does. <laughs> so, um, money from me. yeah. Uh, so that said, like, that's kind of where I'm at recently, but I hope that changes. Um, when at some, I don't know, it's just, see. I think when Nintendo releases another game, that I'm interested in mm-hmm. will be like, I'll be like, I'm going to get this game physically because yeah. I don't want to uh, jump in too far and, and do you want let's keep going. Cause I think what I'm going to say is probably going to be a point from later on. So cool. yeah. Okay. We'll keep comment. going. Um, yeah, next yeah. one. This is, I tried to pull honestly way more. It, this leaned way more physical. Like I asked people's opinions and stuff. And then we did a Twitter poll, which we'll check in a second. People were way more physical than digital, which I was kind of surprised by. That didn't I, surprise me because just because of the community or no well more because so i went through the wii u era um, uh-huh. i did it so you didn't have to parker i you know i fought <laughs> on your behalf um thank you now i know i'm the kind of person that brings up a lot of people's negativity because i think it's funny to see how people say these things without any logical thinking behind it right. i remember very not venomously but like people were very uh, during the wii u era like mm-hmm. digi- all digital because it was the first like console you could do that on nintendo i'm going all digital yep. why would you buy physical games now i'm going all digital i can just have all my games there and then mm-hmm. and um on reddit on the the subreddit everyone was like physical digital 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 and he was said oh i'm going all digital it's like i'll vote i'm not voting you because you're going all digital uh-huh. and the switch came out and there's just been a complete flip mm. now everyone's going physical 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 games are best i'm not buying a game if it doesn't release physically i'm i'm buying limited run uh-huh. games because they're yeah. physical yeah. And, People are buying more indie games, but they're also trying to buy them physically. And it's just interesting how this. Yeah, that's true. I think, yeah, maybe I was just anticipating it because I went the opposite direction where I was mostly physical. And then now recently I'm mostly digital and I've heard other people do the same kind of thing. But I think a lot of it is like content creators will also lean more digital because that's just how you get a lot of your codes anyway. And that's, you know, like it's most convenient to be able to like play it, to be able to have opinions and stuff. So that kind of thing. But as just like a fan, uh, 
I mean, that makes sense. And also there's a lot of people, people make comments about like reselling games and stuff, which I, I just don't do. And I don't care about. Um, but I think the loaning thing is, is something that I do think about where there's certain games that I would want to loan this way versus that way. Um, and so that's, you know, valid, but I'll go ahead and read this one. Um, Kari Brandis says, I don't know why I said that so weird, but Kari or Kari Brandis said, I've been basically digital only since 2016. My PS4 had an issue where it would randomly spit out games midway through playing them. I do miss the collection aspect of physical games, but I love the ease of digital, especially as I travel a fair amount and also play in docked mode a fair bit. I wish it were normalized for physical games to be sold alongside a download code so consumers could have both. Is there a reason this isn't? I would personally maybe even spend a little extra on games. I really like to have both options. This is the same sort of thing that Pete had. Uh, Pete hmm. from Loopholes. Hi, Pete. Yep. You're not, you're not Hello, listening to this. Pete. I listen to you. <laughs> I know that. Um, oh, he's going to comment on that if he does listen. Um, so Pete had a thing where he was buying a lot of physical games. I think, I can't remember what the game was. He said he got a game at midnight. He bought it and then was just like, oh, I, th- I think I pre-order got cancelled or mm. for, for whatever reason didn't turn up. So he just bought the game digitally and was like, why haven't I been doing this the whole time? Because <laughs> I can just... You know, once you become accustomed to that, the ease of yeah. buying a game digitally and just having it digitally on your Switch and not having to swap, swap cartridges, you might have a fat SD card, so it doesn't matter about that. Once you're used to that, then, you know, why yeah. would you go back to convenience? You get more money back from Nintendo for it, like mm-hmm. gold coins. Why would you go back to the what feels like an inconvenience of physical games if you're not a collector or you're not someone that likes to look mm-hmm. at the game collection grow on the shelf? Um, yep. So I think, yeah, I think, yeah, once you start doing it, like with the PS4, if your PS4 forces you to start going digital, yeah, and then you go, well, I like this, is, this is just how I play games now. Why would I yeah. buy physical games? Yeah, it's just easy to kind of keep going on that path. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I think that's, whatever you start makes sense that you would keep going because also like mm-hmm. having a physical, I don't have a great place that I like displaying my games. I'm not going to put them in my video background because A, that's, I don't have enough games to do it. B, it's kind of like very typical YouTuber kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, I'd rather just do something different. Anyway. It'd also be a bit pathetic if you had like the six games behind you. Oh, exactly. Just, yeah. Just got like stacks and stacks yes, and stacks. Because they've like, been collecting, games. <laughs> they've been playing for years. And I'm like, yeah. I've got this GameCube collection of games that I bought off of a friend in one fell swoop. I've got some uh, PAL uh, N64 games randomly. And so like, yeah. Is that from when you were in Europe? Yeah. Nice. Well, I don't know. Are they PAL or is it? Mm, PAL, yeah. Europe yeah. and uh, Australia are PAL, I think. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I've got, I've got a PAL N64 and GameCube and some game, like very few games. Cause I just didn't have that many games for both of them, but can't do anything with them here. So. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's lame. I tried to look up converters and stuff and like you can do a transformer to make the thing work, but it's not going to convert with the TV and it's just, right. Yeah. 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 Stuff. It's a bit of a ball like, isn't it? Um, yep. But so, in any case, moving along, uh, this one is similar kind of angle. I realized I actually picked three digital ones and one physical one, even though most people said physical. Jump back to Kari's point. Um, Yes. I wish it were normalized for physical games to be sold along with download codes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is there a reason this isn't? I think that's just purely because it's abusable, right? You could buy the game, you download it, you trade the game in. Uh, The only way you could do that is... Maybe by you get the download code, but you need the card in to play it, and then it just defeats the whole object of the thing. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a, yeah, there's a lot of people were saying like, oh, why can't you just buy a physical copy of a game, put the digital copy onto the physical cartridge, and then, right? You know, but like you know, it, it's just it's just easily abusable, and Nintendo yeah. doesn't want to give people 
the option to abuse something like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, cause I think, yeah, the game sharing digitally is abusable enough as it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then this, I think, I think you're totally right. Um, and it is unfortunate that there's not a way to do that for convenience sake, but I think, yeah, similarly, I mean, you and I could just be like, Hey, I'll, uh, I'll just send you the code. I'll get it physically. And then we've just, yeah, you the just price, you know, the game, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's, and that's just what would happen. So that's, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, the lame thing there, yeah. but it I becomes can't even a think issue. of a workaround. People don't like DRM, right? People don't like mm-hmm. you buy a game on a PC, for example, and it's got Denuvo, which is just an anti-cheat, anti-hacking, anti-piracy yeah. thing, right? People don't like that this would be a form of, you know, a, a, there would have to be a form of DRM right. to be able to get you to play. You would have to like register the cartridge to your account. And then when you play the game, we'd have to connect to the internet, double check that you own the game. And then the cartridge would connect into a different switch and they would go, mm-hmm. let me check this, the cartridge. No, sorry, you don't own this game. <laughs> and it would just be, yeah, you would never be able to trade in games. So, yep. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, there's that. But uh, yeah, continuing on to the next one, Zach Dreek said, I don't support digital BS. Not now, not ever. I don't buy digital only. Oh wait, I forgot. This is a physical one. (laughs) I don't buy quote unquote digital only games and will never support them. Also the physical cartridge that asks us to download part of the game is also considered digital BS in my book. I don't care what anyone says, but 95% of gaming companies are already greedy as F and Nintendo. It says as F. So there you go. And Nintendo is included here. So simply, I don't trust them and never will. So physical games only. No matter what happens, I don't lose my games. And if the games turns out to be a dumb one, nicely done, I saw you edit, <laughs> um, I can sell it again and get my money back. I had two digital games on my daughter's 3DS and it broke. And Nintendo told us it's just two games. You can buy them again. I had to get a friend involved. He's a lawyer and he deals with this stuff with, with uh, these kinds of greedy companies all the time. Thanks to him, we got those games again on our newer 3DS without paying for the same games again. I can see why you'd be annoyed. I do yes. think this comment lacks a lot of nuance, though. I think things like, um, I don't buy digital only games and never support them isn't fair to indie developers who can't afford to do a full production run. Um, it also means that these developers have to partner with things like Limited Run, only sell the game for £35, whereas you can get it for £15 and they can do it themselves, get all the money, and they can make more games, right? Mm-hmm. Um I understand like why you might look at it as like a gaming company to greedy as F um, and then Nintendo are greedy and that you can't trust them. And I think, I don't know. I think it's, it's a bit restrictive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and to also to call it digital BS mm-hmm. as something not to support. It's almost like um, fighting the times. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, why would I MP- MP3s? Why would I, I'm not, not buying MP3s. I'm just going to use a CD. And then it's like CDs. Um, you know, MP3, uh, well, streaming, no, I've got all my MP3s, I own my music. And then yeah. it's a case of like, you need to get with the times because you're looking at a digital problem, wait, for an analog, uh, for analog eyes, right? Mm-hmm. So you're saying, oh, these, these companies are going to, you know, take all my games, I'm not going to have ownership of them in the future. But the infrastructure of the world we're in now is that servers are being kept on longer. The Wii that was in a sort of more of an analog age well, you could buy games up to like last year, the year before, whatever. That's a 10 yeah. year support for a system that wasn't around when Nintendo mm-hmm. had a much of an infrastructure. Now they have an infrastructure. You can only mm-hmm. imagine that the Switch is going to last 20 years, you know, mm-hmm. now that you can buy full games that way and they yeah. have more of an obligation to support it. I think that's definitely, 
Yeah, that's definitely a, a point is that we don't, you know, we don't know the future. And that's often mm. an argument against it is like, well, you know, what are they going to do when such and such happens? I mean, that's yeah. a big point against Stadia is like they haven't said what they're going to do when inevitably Stadia closes or something like yeah. that. But at the same time, there is an expectation, like you said now, that these services are services that exist. And like we haven't seen any of the like very modern era services. Yeah closed down in the same way. Um, but that's not to say that they could, and I think, (laughs) right. And I think this is totally a reasonable, uh, a reasonable stance to take for yourself because you could do whatever you want, but I think, yeah, yeah, it is, it, it feels far reaching to say it for the community as a whole. And like, especially when I read the first paragraph, I was like, Oh, that feels very harsh. But then knowing that you had an experience with it where obviously there was just bad customer support as well. Like that's like, okay, I I totally get this also doesn't take into account that the 3ds didn't have the system. The switch has right. The 3ds had a system that when you buy the game, it locks to the system and that's that. Oh, does it? I didn't even know. Yeah. yeah. So when you buy the 3ds, I mean, it's from 2011. So that makes sense. I was saying that's garbage, but I mean, it's from, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So years ago now, so if you bought a switch for a Wii U, uh, and you, sorry, 3DS or a Wii, 3DS Wii U, Wii, yeah. games on the 3DS or the Wii U, they were locked mm-hmm. to the console. So mm-hmm. you could you could buy another 3DS, have this, log into your same account, and you wouldn't be able to transfer the games over, mm-hmm. right? Because they're locked on that system. I think you could do a system transfer like you can on the Switch. And but if it was stolen or like really stolen broken, broken then... you lose the games, right? Yeah. Which is what's happened here, right? Yeah. 3DS was rubbish for that. It was crap for that. Um, mm-hmm. The Switch, however, has... Uh, all the, all the data transfers, all of the, you know, everything's locked to your account now, so you can log into multiple switches and download mm-hmm. the game multiple times because this is a game, a system made in a, a um, an era and mm-hmm. a world we, where the infrastructure is there to do it, right? Yeah. Um, so it, you're applying a problem with the 3DS to the Switch when the Switch solves that problem, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's sort of unfair to, yeah. to, to say that, I guess. I would uh, say, I would, yeah, I mean, I'd say too, you know, yeah, again, it's real totally reasonable stance to have for yourself. But also I'd say maybe it's worth giving in, in cases where there's just not a physical release because it's an indie developer and there's Mm -hmm. not going to be a physical release. Sometimes you can tell if like, like Hollow Knight was like, there's going to be a physical release or Stardew Valley or something, but there's other ones where it's like games that were 10 quid, right? These were 10 pound games. Right. So it's, I think maybe worth it to think about situations like, is this a situation where I feel like it's worth it to take a risk on maybe I'll lose this game, but, I could always buy it again for yeah, yeah. Or whatever down the road. Um, so somebody yeah, left a comment yeah. along those lines too, where they were like, it's so convenient for digital, but like if I somehow lose it, it's fine. You know, like yeah. I'll figure it out. And which, but even then, you know, you just contact the customer support, get your account back and you can just re-download them because the switch is capable of doing yeah, that. Right. Um, yep. Last yeah. comment from the YouTube video. <laughs> we're going to go so long. That's uh, which fine. Is, I've got the time. Yeah, man. Um, last comment. This is, I thought this one was super interesting. Um, Mateus Nascimento from Brazil said collecting physicals in my country, Brazil is a nightmare. There's no official distribution other than crappy game key website, which with not even a hundred games, physical copies go for at least $80 by imports. I got used to go. I got used to buying digitally with small exceptions. I regret selling the ones that I did. I got a 256 gig cart and it's not enough. Yeah, I can definitely sympathize with people that don't have Nintendo of America, Nintendo of Europe, Nintendo of Japan, that don't have these big yeah. you know, homes, you know, Nintendo homes where they everything comes out, always comes out in the same place, always comes out at the same price. You have a fully stocked store, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I totally sympathize with people like that. Um, it could be expensive to, to import. Um, you'd have to sort of like buy a prepaid credit card. And I think that's just down to Nintendo not supporting those, those 
um, countries in those areas. I, I think that's wrong, to be honest, because yeah. there are gamers that want to play these things and they just can't. And mm-hmm. it's just such a shame. Like the, the key website only has 100 games. There's so many games that people are missing out on because Nintendo just isn't supporting them. And the question is, why aren't they supporting them, I guess? you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's it's always really interesting to hear about other people's countries' experiences mm. too. But like you said, it sounds like outside of those kind of hub areas, that, that really sucks, you know? So. It's why I feel bad when a game comes out and you see on Reddit people go, if you buy this game for the Mexican eShop, the price is half the price of the dollar value. And then when Nintendo gets wind that, oh, why are we getting so many people buying this mm, from America? Uh, They're buying it in Mexico. And then, so they'll just jack up the Mexican price up to the full. I, interesting. Price. I haven't experienced that or seen that or whatever. I think, I can't remember what it was. I, think it was, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because that makes sense, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I that sucks because was. it's like, it it's based on their economy in whatever exactly, location they're right? in. So like, you know, if the Japan price is more, then it's because in Japan that's reasonable for it to be more for or something yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if it's less vice versa you know I can't remember like it might have even been Hollow Knight right that Hollow Knight was $10 on the or $15 on the eShop yeah. but it actually turned out to be $3 in Mexico right so they make a Mexico account you go oh never mind I take it back for, go buy it for $3 yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you buy it for $3 and then what happened is Nintendo went oh well we'll just make this the equivalent of $11 in Mexico yeah. and everyone's like why is this game triple the price Yep. It, you know, and it just ruins it for everyone else. Yep. Um, that sucks. Yeah, and it's not especially with countries that don't have the other options. That's their only option. Now they're forced to do it. Mm-hmm. Happened with Horizon Zero Dawn, where um the UK our price was like thirty-four pounds and in other countries it was like seventeen pounds it worked out to be. Um in America people were like, Well, we're paying forty dollars. So if I just go onto this other site, mm-hmm. oh it's this other country and I can buy it for seventeen dollars, then I'll just do that. But it ended up our price got jacked up to forty quid which is power, you know, the same as the, you know, there's no conversion done there. Right. Yeah. People were jumping onto like other stores and Steam has had to go in and patch it because yeah. people are, you know, abusing the system and it making it worse for other people that have to pay more for the game relatively. Yeah. You know what I mean, frustrating. It's lame. Um, and the last bit of this, we're going to, I'm going to share my screen. Oh, I can't do it from oh, no. going to share my screen, but I would have to do from the other computer and I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So I'm not going to share my screen. Nobody just, wants to see that. I just open the, the tweet. Yeah. So I was I'm just going to show the drum roll. I mean, I've got drums over there, but I'm not going to do it. Uh, I did the poll on Twitter between physical and digital and asked physical only digital only. I would have been curious to see like mostly physical and mostly digital as well, but I just wanted to limit it to, just physical or digital. And again, I was surprised at the time, a little less so now. It's two thirds physical, one third digital was the results. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, mean, is like, yeah I mean, yeah, that just for me makes sense. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I, I really expected more people like Pete, for example, who eh, we're going to just read through a couple of these comments. Mm-hmm. Won't like elaborate on a ton of them, but just to shout you guys out because it's fun when you comment things. Um, I imagine more people like Pete and Grimhane, which are the first two here. Uh, Pete said has to be digital convenience is a big factor for me, but more importantly, think of all the indies you couldn't play because there isn't a physical copy available, which I should have caveat. I should have included like only if there's both options available. Cause like, yeah, you know, you're not going to not play Stardew Valley when it comes out because it doesn't have a, or you should, that's what I had in my head. This was a a hypothetical universe where every game that comes out has to have a physical edition, which like you say in the video, Mm -hmm. the physical edition and the digital edition have to have sort of price parity, right? Right. Um, 
So now it's just unreasonable for so many games. Yeah, yeah. So I did. I didn't think about that at first, and I was like, "Oh, hang on a minute!" But that means that now I've got to pay thirty quid for all the ten pound games. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to do that. You know, it just triples my budget for games. Yeah, yeah. So that was what Pete said. Grim Haynes said a similar kind of thing. Uh, he said, "I'm already all digital on the Switch. The game cartridges are tiny and thus easy to lose. And who wants to get up and change their games out when they want a new game? All digital." Oh, also, digital can't be stolen. That's true. But licenses? So no, I'm not going to go into that because that just defeat that just destroys my argument from before. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. I mean, there's definitely complications where I did have a frustration where when Ashley and I were sharing the same Switch and I bought New Super Mario Bros. U on the Switch for her to primarily play, and then she wanted to play it on, and then I got a new Switch and then gave her the old one then still it was on my account on that one and she could download it there and play through my account, but she didn't have her same save file from before. Um, and so that was a pain. So I called customer support. I was like, Hey, is it possible to just move this game fully over from one to another? And they were like, not within after 48 hours, you can't do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, It's the same with refunds, isn't it? Nintendo refunds are a bit iffy. Yep. So that's as opposed to like, actually, can you get a refund for a physical game within probably not? Because you could just no, play it, it and bring it back. Shop, yeah, it depends on the shop. I think so. A lot of shops, because as soon as you open the game, a lot of shops when you open the game, it just becomes a pre-order, a, a, a trading, a rather. used game. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Which makes sense. Um, but yeah, continuing on, Striker XL. Who I knew you were going to say physical Striker because you got a great. <laughs> he's got. I think he said he has a friend that owns a game store or something like that. That's um, how he gets all of. And the, so he uh, gets like a bit of a discount on all of them, and he gets as well. a great ones which is cool he's got he every said, tradition that i could want <laughs> yeah he said i put more value in a game that's physical and the feeling you own it or and the feeling you own in it's uh in a nice box art or collector is something i'll never get from digital releases yeah i agree so I, the feeling of receiving a collector's edition is more than the feeling of owning a collector's edition i find like i open up the stuff i'm like this is cool then i go onto the shelf you go <laughs> yeah it's that's, nice to look at you know yeah, I, I totally, I mean, that's how I feel about like Pokemon cards, you know, like getting yeah. a booster pack or whatever. It's like, oh, it's so fun to open it. And then you open it. And unless it's like Charizard, you know, otherwise yeah. you're like, cool. Okay. Yeah. That was the cards. <laughs> I waited like six months, possibly more for this Samus Figmas turn up. And I was like, mm-hmm. it's here. It's here. And the excitement of getting it. And I opened it. I posed it, took a bunch of photos, put it on the shelf. And I was like, the other day I looked at it and was like, oh yeah. I, yep. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the way it is. But yeah. <laughs> continuing on, Pat Green says digital because I can't be bothered physically changing game cards. I do like having cases though for my shelf. Mm, I, there's a lot of that convenience stuff, isn't there? I think that's that sums up pretty well how I feel mm. about a lot of it. Is like I actually care less about the cartridge and more about the box for the physical ones. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Other than yeah, you can like share it and those kinds of bits of it. Um. And uh, John Mueller, who's one of my friends, IRL. Hi, John. Hi, John. Said, I haven't, I confess I haven't noticed this on Switch, but on PS4, I've noticed loading times are way longer with my disc games compared to my digital ones. Yeah. yeah I don't that's think reading, that's, it, I yeah. I don't think that's an issue with the cartridges to my understanding. I think they tested like Game Explained Digital Foundry and stuff tested that out and it's very minimal if so, but mm-hmm. I know that that's a problem on um, discs. Yeah, I guess um, solid state versus, you know, physical spinning yep. media, right? It's, yeah, right. Yeah. And, uh, do, 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 do. oh, this is, 
hey, you said something on here. <laughs> Look at that. I didn't um, know I was going to be doing that. Well, I did actually a week ago. Yeah, I didn't know it was for this. <laughs> um, and then Falcon said, I have a question for your question. Does this include eShop games? To answer your question, I've always been a physical copy kind of person, strictly for the ability to trade and sell my games I no longer play. There are a few games I'd buy digitally. Those are ones I know I'll always play, like Smash, Mario Kart, and F-Zero. I purchased Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, Starlink, and Super Mario Party digitally and kind of regret it. I have a terrible habit of finishing a game and never coming back to it. These games all fall victim to that um so physically is usually the way to go for me if there was ever an f-zero game on switch i'd buy the digital and physical versions i think okay i didn't understand the last point very well at first but i i get what you mean like because you would finish it and be like i'm kind of done with this so then you'd want to trade it in which again for me letting go of games I just don't trade stuff in. I'm just going to keep it. See, I was (laughs) going to point this out earlier when you said it. So I used to trading games all the time, right? Mm -hmm. I was always someone who, I don't know if it's because I'm just bad with money or it was like, uh, you know, before I had a job and stuff and I would, the only way I'd be able to play new games is to sell my old games. Or Mm -hmm. I'd be in a situation where I'm like, I need some money for something. Mm -hmm. I will just sell some games I'm not playing. Oh, gotcha, yeah. Um, I'm now in a more financially stable position than I was in sort of three, four years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and with the Switch, I've not traded in any Switch games mm-hmm. because I've not needed to, right? Therefore, I've just had a collection that grows. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, I like having a collection of games. I'm probably going to keep buying Switch games. Mm-hmm. There are games I'm, I'm never going to play again and have no intention of playing again and might mm-hmm. just not go back to you for any reason. Yeah. There might be games in that collection that I might never play. I just bought them because I was like, I'm going to play that at some point. <laughs> but I can afford to do that so i'm yeah. gonna do that there are people that can't do that people that maybe are younger or don't have mm-hmm. a source of income or blah blah blah, blah. Yeah. totally understand why also i totally understand if you're just someone who game is just a bit of a hobby for you you finish a game done with it trade it in i've now got some credit towards my next game yep. and that's fine one yeah, game at a time valid. play through them but it's, you know it's it's a spectrum right it is i think yeah that's totally um i don't remember exactly what i was gonna say but yeah I, essentially no you're fine it's um physically i just don't trade them in i think for okay i remember what i was gonna say i think i'm just end up being more picky with the games that i'm gonna play in the first place so like i do i mean not more picky than you but just like than i could be i do a lot of research on like am i actually gonna like this game or am i not and so that like i very seldom regret games that i play right because i'm like yeah, I knew what I was getting out of that. I knew there was a chance. There's some, like, a few games, like Mario Kart, or sorry, not Mario Kart, Mario Tennis Aces. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like the story mode was oversold. And even though I watched a review where they were like, yeah, story mode is not what you <laughs> were hoping for, you I was like, ah, maybe you're wrong. And <laughs> I learned my lesson. So I think um, the only game I've ever bought, Okay, I bought a couple. But the only game I can think of right now that I've bought and regretted and gone, yeah, was probably Arms. I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. it, but then when I looked, at, like, I only got five hours of play. In my head, I was like, I'm going to play through with my friends. We're going to have mm-hmm. loads of fun and get competitive, and we never did. So I was like, oh, well, that's disappointing. Um, mm-hmm. I actually did trade Arms in. That's the last game I traded in was Arms. I had, uh-huh. I had two copies. I traded them both in and, and bought a new game because it was like fifty quid back, um, which is a full price game. Um, <laughs> Oh, I forgot the point. Oh, yeah, what um, Matey Boy Above, the angry guy, was saying about, like, I wouldn't buy a game. Uh, if I buy a game and it's rubbish, I can't do anything about it. Yeah. I am one of those people who I don't buy something without doing a bunch of research. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I've, my phone, I must have watched 
hundreds and hundreds of hours, probably a bit of an exaggeration, of every phone that was coming out, every mm. review. You know, once I even narrowed yeah. it down to the make and the brand, I was like, okay, I've got to watch every review. Uh-huh. Finally got onto the decision, and I've not regretted it. I had the same thing for three yeah. years, right? All my computer parts, I fawned and fawned and fawned over every single one, watched all the reviews, watched the, looked up the compatibility, because mm-hmm. I was like, I know that if I purchase this and I don't do the research, mm-hmm. I'm going to feel like an idiot when it turns up and doesn't work. Um, same with I just bought a VR headset and I, you know, I could have just dropped the money and bought the first one that came to mind or the most popular one, but I did all the research, weighed up the pros and cons. And now I know that when I get this thing, I'm not going to go, wish I got the other one because I know <laughs> yeah. what I'm getting. It's same with games. Yeah. I know by the time I bought a game, I've done enough research to know I'm going to like this game or, you know, I'm not going to like this game. There have been games yeah. that I play and I'm like, I didn't like that, but overall I like the experience because mm-hmm. I knew that I would. Yeah. So I'm not going to buy a game that, that I'm going to go, Nah, like I'm not going to buy a turn-based game because I know I'm not going to enjoy it, right? Mm. So yeah. you'll just give it to me instead. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll send it. Send it over the ships. <laughs> over the ships over on a ship. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm going to make the executive decision to. There's some more Twitter comments, but I'm going to leave them. Thank you, everybody, for commenting. We're going to keep on going. Um, and it's actually as I get into, so we're going to go to Q and A now. Um, but the first couple are going to be related to this too because I also did a poll on. YouTube on the community and um, some people commented instead of Q and a, they left some comments on that question as well, which is great. So uh, we'll read these real quick, but the real, the results were pretty much the same. It was physical over digital, which again makes sense, but was surprising at first. Um, so some quick thoughts on those. The Nintendo gamer says, I like having the wall of loneliness, AKA the switch case wall. <laughs> Um, oh, man, now I'm looking at my Switch case. What does this say about Because do you keep them in the cases themselves or in like a... I keep them... Yeah, I, yeah. Okay, I've got mine in... My Switch case has eight slots in it, and then I've got another thing that has 12 slots in it. Oh, okay. So I keep... You're one of those guys that had all your movies in a big folder, right? I was one of those guys whose parents had the movies in a big folder. Yeah, and I just right. didn't pay yeah, attention, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yes. <laughs> I mean, it's for the goal of it is so that I could bring all of my games with me yeah, everywhere yeah, I go because I like bringing the Switch to other places and being like, let's play these games or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I don't want to be like, somebody's like, you have Mario Tennis Aces or some game that I'm like, oh, I... It's I do, but right. whatever, it's at home. Yeah, I, I do have a case that has like five slots and I did used to take, you know, before I, when I was going out of the house, I would take mm-hmm. it. In case, you know, I had the, the, I was like, if I'm out and someone wants to play Switch, what am I going to want just in case? It was Mario yeah. Kart, Smash Bros, this, that. Yep. That's um, why I bought those, those digitally. <laughs> that I oh yeah, 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 right. Uh, those are the games I knew I was going to play. But I also then, when I filled out the case and had all the games, I was out at the yep. point I was like, this is now becoming like a six. That's where pounds. I am. I have one extra... I have one more games than I have slot, so I can put it yeah. in the the switch. But then if I get any more games, then either I have to get another container or I just am like, I'm just going to put them in the boxes, you know, and carry yeah, a couple with me. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's what I started doing. Cause where I looked at the big full case was I've doubled the value of this thing that could be stolen. Yes. You right. Know. Yes. Cause uh, I, feel you know, that. I have, I have uh, once or twice, this is going to sound stupid once or twice, pulled out of a friend's car uh, driveway, mm-hmm. turned around, started driving, go, what's that in the road? It's just my switch. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how that happened, but it's lucky I saw it. I didn't run yeah, it over. You, like, put it on there. the top or something. And Maybe, then, like... yeah, or it had just fallen out of my bag because my bag's got one of those zips that starts right down here. Anything uh-huh. that happened. Yep. And I'm like, imagine if that had all my games in it. Like A leprechaun. Probably was a leprechaun, just like... <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave it on the floor. <laughs> a yeah. boggart. Not boggart. What's the thing? <laughs> what are the things called that in D&D that... 
that can just teleport oh. hands and people can sh- teleport things away. Yeah, I'm not sure that I, I think know. it's Bogart. I think it might be Bogart. Oh, I mean, Bogart sounds right, but if it was something different, I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. Um, yeah, sorry, not that far. Just, well, we finally did have our first D&D game back since quarantine started oh, really? last week. That was fun. I actually, we just um, started a new, so our DM Felix is a bit um, mm-hmm. just anxious about the whole thing still because yeah, things are right. still not looking good in the UK, so fair enough. Um, so one of the other guys was like, instead of continuing on this sort of year-long campaign, I might start something brand new on Roll D20, I think that's mm. what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do something over Zoom. So we started, we had like a session zero, made our characters. I'll, I'll talk to you about it after, actually, because it's a really interesting way of building a yeah. character. Um, I'll talk to you about it after. Cool. That sounds fun. So what could you do with these? Uh, Rex Cosmos says, with the coronavirus, I'm not reselling physical games at GameStop, so digital wins. F-Zero Kid says, let's get physical. <laughs> John Enquist says, I bought ARMS and Kirby digitally, preventing me from trading them in for the empty games they are. Yeah. Now I always buy $60 games physically. Yeah, those are Honestly, the two games yeah, that I would... Yeah, yeah, upset with. Actually, it makes a good point about like the value of a game physically, like sixty dollars yeah. game physically. But if I'm buying, if I'm spending sixty, fifty quid on something, I am, I want something that I can have as a physical something to show for it. Because I know yeah. in two years, down, you know, in three years down the line, Switch Two comes out and they go, your games aren't compatible. It's not going to, you know, yeah, hypothetically, right. I can then just take this big stack of games down with the Switch and get more money back That's than true. I would have done if it was all digital. Yeah, so. I do. I wonder, I mean, I feel like both will be. I feel like physical and digital will be backwards compatible, but I wonder on in the Switch 3. I mean, it's probably like maybe the form factor changes by yeah. the after the Switch 2. And at that point, will they continue supporting either one? And if so... Yeah. Which one? You know, that's what I'm curious it's about. It's probably more likely that digital games are going to be supported in the future than physical. I would think like, so too. Like, I th- yeah, I feel like the Switch is the beginning of the time where the online is the way that like old, old games are going to be, you know, like mm-hmm. with the NSO and SNES games, NES games mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I feel like moving forward, this is the start of our library and it'll continue with us that's, like that's on Xbox and stuff. Yeah. I hope so. But sure all the backwards compatible, all the like old, old stuff is going to be either in collections that come out from third parties or first party games through the online, which we have right now, which I'm fine with, you know, to be perfectly honest. Um, I just had a thought of of you going down to GameStop in like 20 years time and being like, so the login for this account is AJ at Fanatics. How much can I get for all of these games? (laughs) Yep. Uh, Okay. Continuing on. This is the last one on digital physical. And then we're getting into actual Q and a cool, cool says physical all the way. There we go. We did it. Digital versus physical. The answer is, I don't know, kind of depends. Um, now into actual Q&A, which means this could take no time at all, or we might be here for hours and it'll be fantastic. We, we also go. started late. It feels, it feels like we've been going longer than we have just because I'm looking at the clock as opposed to like, I think it's only, whatever. So I think we we start, just before 10 o'clock, so it's only really been... Uh, an hour and uh, oh, are we coming up? I think we're coming up to two hours. We're coming up on two hours, but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's fine. That's right? normal for this, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and anybody who's still sticking around now, you actually probably like it being long, which I like yeah. listening to long podcasts because, like, if I'm mowing and I'm and a podcast finishes before the time I'm done mowing, then I'm like, this is the worst mowing. But, like, <laughs> if it's you know, if it keeps going afterwards, it feels like this, you know, it didn't take too long. So here we go. This is actually a great question for you. Cool, cool continues on to ask, are there any games you know of that are like Monster Hunter World? I really want a fantasy RPG game, but I'm having a hard time finding a good one. Any suggestions? You're cool, cool. Have you heard of a game called Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen? I, do you have that on Switch? Yes. Did you, have you played it? Yes, finished it. Oh, oh okay. I great. bought it on sale at mm-hmm. a long time ago. 
And it, I was just like, it'll be there when I am ready for it. And I'm just playing other games. I um, would recommend giving it a go. Cool. So it's Capcom. It's a Capcom um, open world RPG. Mm-hmm. I said, not, not to say like, in like a, it's a Ubisoft kind of game, but I mean like right. it's an open world RPG, but it's got kind of like fun Capcom combat that like. More like make. in the way that Dark Souls is kind of open worlds. No, no, no. This is genuinely okay. like, oh, there's okay. a big open world. Right. Um, I do you, remember seeing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you make a character, you pick a class. There's like six different classes, like three main classes and then three subclasses that are like between yep. the triangle points, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and you roam around, you can have big swords, you can have hammers, you can have all sorts of things. Um, you have like a little party with you that you can make, you know, are they, so you make a character your... Um, your pawn i think they're called uh-huh, and you make yep. them look how you want and you give them all the skills and stuff and then you hire other people's pawns and it can be random generate randomly generated ones or other players have made pawns and you um bring them with you and then they send the experience points back to their games it's kind of fun um, mm-hmm. but it's very much like you roam around a big open world going into dungeons fighting big bosses you can climb a lot of the bosses and stuff it's kind of like monster hunter world right um and the combat feels very much like you know you have a big sword and you go Bang, bang. That's Big charge right. attack, whack. Um, <laughs> great video on my Twitter. I might try and find it, actually, uh, to enjoy myself. There's a griffin, and like I hit, I think I knocked this griffin down, and I'm like charging up this huge attack, and I just walk up to it, and I go, and I just watch its health bar go, ooh, ooh, like three <laughs> health bars down with one big That's hit. awesome. That's cool. It's really cool. I'd re- highly recommend it. Cool. I didn't get the most out of it, because it got to the end of the game, and there's a whole point where it's like, you need to save your beloved. And I was like, I can't wait to find out who the beloved is. I don't know who this person is. Uh-huh. I get to the end of the game and it's this one woman that uh, she betrayed me at a point in the game and got me locked in prison. And I was like, why is she my beloved? Turns out there's an entire um, <laughs> relationship thing that you can do that I never uh, did. That's the only woman I interacted with. It was one of those people you could like fall in love with. Oh. Be, so like <laughs> all, so all the points are at zero apart from her who's at one, but I hate yeah. her. But yeah. she was my beloved at the end of the game. So it's like, you play, you, yeah, it's like in Fire Emblem Three Houses or in, where like yeah. the one that you're like above an S++ or whatever with, it's you can one. marry them. Except yeah, for this, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. is anything above the whatever's highest. Yeah, yeah. anything above zero apparently counts because that yeah. person was like one. And I was like, oh. So I kind of feel like <laughs> if I went back again, I'd try and find more people to, to Yeah. Marry. Oh, that's interesting. Huh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've I've got it downloaded and stuff so yeah, i need yeah, to yeah. try so that is um, my that is my i'm just gonna borrow your pawns because i know you can do that and then yeah, just, yeah try like, and find me if, you can if find they're me, all leveled you... up then i'm just gonna let them go, you know, yeah, carry yeah. me through i'll try and give you my um yeah see if i can give you like i don't know if it, i need an account or anything but i'll load it up yeah, I have no clue. um i'd also recommend dauntless if you're looking for a free to play uh oh, free to play monster good hunter point yes but i would say if you were looking for like a proper sort is of dauntless RPG more game, like Mo- monster hunter world or classic monster hunter more like classic monster Hunter. okay i think it's more like classic yeah I mean, that's sort of changed the formula up a bit, didn't right? It? So, it did. yeah. nice. Um, next question. I'm interested. Is... Um, sorry, before we move on, I'm interested in hearing um, Bianca's. Uh, oh, good point. Yeah, thoughts on Dragon's Dogma because I know she's a big Monster Hunter fan. I'd be interesting yeah. and big Dark Souls fan. And I think yep. I played Dark Souls immediately. Played Dragon's Dogma. Yeah. Um, and I thought that there were some similarities. I'm interested in hearing. So, Seven, hit me up and tell me what you thought. Yep. Um, Sam Diaz said, I think Parker said something about sending in his Joy-Con for drift repair a couple episodes ago, and that reminded me to do it too. I highly recommend doing it. It only took two weeks for all four of my Joy-Con to come back like brand new. Looking forward to the podcast. Peace. This is a great room. I like had the page all pulled up to do it. And then I just like forgot 
Um, but I've been noticing it still and it's very annoying. So yes, thank you for the reminder. I haven't I done it yet. Oh, I thought he was like saying uh, it happened a few episodes ago, but he's actually saying you mentioned it. <laughs> yes. I mentioned like I'm about to do it, which like the next day was when I pulled it all up to do it. And then I just didn't. Um, so yes, thank you for the reminder. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's very hard to be honest. It's just like they give you a packing slip. You mm-hmm. put the joy cons in a box or something like that. Stick that packing slip on there, send it out to them. Yeah, They'll send exactly. it back. Which is great. I'm not doing it. I just bought new toy coins instead. <laughs> <laughs> I've got four sets well, I, and two of them are real rough. Four sets. Yeah, I've got three sets and I've got yeah. two of them are unusable, like two of yep. the sets. So. I mean, I don't have all four because some of them were rough. It was two or from two switches and then another one was from an extra one at the beginning so that I had mm-hmm. two and then we got one for Ashley. So that's where we're at. Uh, Reed Alexander, who also I noticed commented last week right after... Um, right after the podcast actually went live or something. So it was, didn't make the cutoff, but asked, my question is, would AJ be down to battle me in super smash brothers ultimate? I know I'll win all the rounds, even with characters I don't play with. LOL. Fox is one of my favorite characters to play with in smash. Can I reply as AJ? Yeah. Are you done? Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's him. That's him wanting to play smash brothers with this person. <laughs> how much he loves wow that's a that's a good aj you know was that was that really good or are you humoring no, I, was, I was humoring you but it was i mean it was, fun. It was wow. pretty good i did a really good Actually, yeah that was you know what i could yeah i could see it that was the the inflection oh, hello. Was, <laughs> there you go. That's a bit of AJ uh-huh. yeah um yep so there you go i i'm sure yeah just join our discord the link is in like any video of ours the link is in there and then just I'm almost certain it's going to be in the description for this podcast, right? Because I said it at the top. I said it at the top. Don't make me a liar. It is. I just forget. (laughs) Um, That's questions from YouTube community. Now questions from Twitter. Duncan asked us, we we used to see a lot of video game adaptations and tie-in movies with... A lot of video game adaptations and tie-ins with movies and TV shows, but those have all but gone the way of the Dodo. I think it's time to bring licensed games back, but not for film. If you could adapt one book slash series into a game, what would it be? Um, I don't so read I'm, many books, which is the only problem. <laughs> but he does say slash series, right? So, yeah. I mean, I like guess book series, though. Not. Oh. I think like no, it, it says not for film. So if you got one book slash series, right? So like, I don't know. I'm going to go, I'm going to go book TV route. series. Okay. Go for it. You, go, you go first. Cool. Go with your book. Um, I haven't read it. Uh, and there is a movie and there's going to be another movie of it, but it's a book originally Dune, I think would be, uh, a, that's like a super have interesting. Have you played the Dune book game? I haven't. No, I know very little about it except for a long time ago. I listened to, I think the stuff you should know podcast or one of those podcasts like related to, to how stuff works and they love dune and so they talked about it in one they did like a whole two episode thing on it um and it was very interesting so yeah, yeah really i think that would be a cool world. one just to like see that world and like it's always fun to have different universes and stuff that or the other option is the the first the first book that i ever loved holes <laughs> oh wow yeah that would be great <laughs> which i mentioned on twitter a couple weeks ago um that book i read that at the same time as i played um zelda oracle of seasons so they're always intertwixed in my brain i can't I think of one like without that. the other <laughs> i can't listen to hybrid theory without thinking about legacy of kane soul reaver on ps1 oh man what i combination yeah edgy 
hybrid um, theory that brings i mean that's oh, like man. honestly that's the album that got me into caring about music for me as opposed to like oh, just being around it and like i mean yeah, i loved yeah, yeah. music and i played music a little bit like flute and stuff as a kid but that was the first album that i was like oh i like music yeah yeah, yeah. that was the album that that when i think about like my where i am in music now i'm big into sort of i like heavy music mm-hmm. I like guitar music and i like um uh and i like hip-hop so mm-hmm. you know rap and i think that all stems from hybrid theory right yep. like just because like, i wasn't a big rap fan before then and i wasn't a big into any heavy music before then listen to both of them and now yep. look at me go hey yep. um if i had to pick a series to be a game uh it's the seinfeld game man oh yeah i want that seinfeld uh open world rpg man that's what i want oh honestly I, yeah, I talked about it on podcast like two weeks ago or whatever, mm-hmm. but a sitcom game would yeah, be so interesting, mm-hmm. I think. Like an episode of the show in a way. Uh, yeah. Like a lost episode kind of thing, yeah. yeah. I would... Or oh, like, God, oh. it's a whole season and then like each each like character you meet spawns and if it's an open world thing each character you meet spawns a new like episode of like that, you know, thing and it's a bunch of jokes and dialogue trees and yeah, 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 yeah. Like, a, like a visual novel kind of thing. I yeah. just thought of a great, I just thought of a great one, right? It's kind of filmish. Um, Batman, the Adam West series, oh. as like a campy, like, 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 like the, sort yes. of the setup of the Arkham games, but you're like, yeah. sock power, and then it's all stupid stuff like, uh-huh. you know, we can't, some days you just can't get rid of a bar, but it's like that, I, like you're doing a whole bit through okay, that. Okay, I've got it, I've got it. <laughs> when we watched The Dark Knight in 2012. Best film ever made. At my, um, so me and one of my friends had been talking about, I guess, the Adam West Batman. Some days you can't get rid of mom, that whole thing. Um, the end of The Dark Knight. They've got like Rises. You and The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, The Dark Knight. the exact same thing. Oh. I'm, literally, I'm in the cinema. I'm in the cinema watching with my friend, and he goes about, I lean into my friend, and I go, Someday Some days you can't, can't get rid of a bomb. bomb. <laughs> because for anybody who doesn't know, at the end, they're like, What do we do with this big old nuclear bomb? And they drop it in a bunch of water. And like, maybe it's not on purpose, but it made me so happy. Oh, <laughs> Amazing. Oh. Yeah. Otherwise, how, that how movie. Can, you know, oh, do that. It's so true. The Dark Knight was great. The Dark Knight Rises was pretty good. But as I went to buy my ticket to go to, up to the movie, I was like, do hello, lady. I would like a ticket for this movie. And she said, oh, The Dark Knight Rises? Mm, it's great. There's a great twist in it. And I was oh, like, you, that's the mm, worst. Why, why are you, you? You don't work. You shouldn't work at this place. My memory of that film is that I just had a job not for very long, maybe about sort of like six months so i was still like i was a student um i was you know 400 pound a month living on that on that um which is a lot of money back then but i was just buying things all the time so i bought the imax tickets for me and a friend bought the train ticket for us to get there but because we had, we had to go into london it was in mm-hmm. waterloo the big imax in waterloo before they had uh, imaxes everywhere um one of my hometown now um so we got the train to london Euston, which is like the hub of london for us and mm-hmm. i was like i can't afford to get the tube the subway to waterloo so i was like we're gonna have to walk across london so no joke we walked the, in like the whole of london to waterloo watched the film oh, and i was nice. like we've got to walk back to <laughs> so we just like trudged back the whole oh, way through no. and we just like yeah it, it was sounds like, awful yeah. great film though Not as yeah. good as still. speaking of great things sorry aj no that's uh, exactly what we needed to know yeah. um aj asked 
Anybody else feel bad for Nintendo Switch Karen? 2020, 2020 messed up her brand, dude. Yeah, man. I, I've actually that. thought about this a number of times. Like, as I see her and I'm like, oh, that's Karen. Oh, but a Karen. Yeah. <laughs> that's a slur, man. Can't be saying, can't be throwing the K word around. No. I did ask Ashley. I was like, what's the name for a Karen? But like, a sorority girl, Karen. You know, there what is I mean? there is this. Yeah, there's like there's like Katie or something she like that. She said Becky was Becky. what she yeah, calls yeah, yeah, them. Yeah. I don't know if that's like the popular no, Becky, thing. I think Becky's it. But yeah. I I definitely I was in line uh, at Chick Fil A, which nice. you you don't have over there, but it's great. No. I love it. So oh, this is always closed on Sundays. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, but I was in oh, line at Chick Fil A. Um, just I think originally, well, it's it's a Christian establishment, sort of. Oh, um, and yeah, so that's. Yeah. That's pretty much why. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I was in line behind a Becky and it was, it was like, she took forever to order and all that stuff. And then as she finally pulled away, the girl who was taking my order was like, I don't know why it took her so long to order. They just like couldn't decide, blah, blah, blah. And then as we got our food and we pulled out, she was like at the road to turn left or right. And just was like, just sitting there, not even like the road was completely clear. And she was like looking in her bag or something. And there was a line of like seven cars that built up behind her. Oh, of like, annoying. Like, go, go do the thing. And she was like, do I have my Chick-fil-A sauce? And I was like, <laughs> Becky, you get out of here. But I <laughs> do you continue on? I do. Yeah. I, I drive. That. So much. I yeah, I pretty much. I had a commute of some reason. No, I mean, yeah, I do have a commute, but it's in the car. But yeah, yeah, pretty, right, yeah, yeah. pretty much, if you're in the U.S., mo- pretty much you drive. Like, there's unless you're in New York, like Bob or whatever. Public transport here is garbage. Oh, like okay. New York and like probably L.A. and some other like big cities have good public transportation. But even Nashville, which is a pretty big city, it's yeah. Bad. Yeah, 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 I get yeah. that. And, and like yeah. that's compared, like Brussels has great public transportation, and it's like, and then even more, like London is, you know, a huge. Um, oh yeah, if you were, yeah, you can you can you know I, mean, you can I, I have a train line onto London. That's why houses in my area are so expensive because you just hop on. You're in you're in London, and you got to walk to Waterloo to watch Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> um, to to sum up AJ's comment, I do feel bad for her um, because she didn't do anything wrong. She's not complaining. She's not asking for the manager. Although if she was asking for the manager, her prayers would be confirmed because football manager has been on the switch <laughs> for a couple of years now. All right. Hey, true that. Uh, Bianca asks. Discuss preset characters versus player-created characters. Characters who already have a set name slash personality, but customizable clothes and such go under the first character or the first category. Basically, would you prefer a completely blank slate or one that you could just make some choices for, like dialogue? Probably like um, uh, like Shulk would be a good example of that. Like Shulk you can still exactly change Shulk up a little bit, but he uh, is Shulk, you know? So a large part of why I didn't get into Cinebrae Chronicles X, but did get into the first one and two, was because you made a character and then your character wasn't the main character. It's mm. not until after now that I realized that Elmer was the main character and that I should have maybe put more effort into trying to enjoy Elmer as a character because uh-huh. I was like, the whole time, like, my character's not saying anything. He's just sort of, like, generic. I was kind uh-huh. of bored. I, like, I don't mind character-created games, but I do prefer games where I am playing, a, as a character, playing a story that's given to me. Mm-hmm. I like um, sandbox games. I like making choices and things. I'd rather do that with a character that can engage and do things in games, right? And it has a, uh, the story is about them, not a game where if you plucked me out of that story, it would still happen, you know. As right. Person. What do you think? I, I think, it, yeah, it definitely depends on like genre and stuff too. Cause like I could see in Monster Hunter, or in Monster Hunter in general, you know, like that kind of thing being, uh, it, it, it wouldn't really help much to be a set character. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause just like the way the game's built is like, hey, here's, 
that's, that's what it is. Um, but I do feel like I, I prefer, I think, yeah, like Rex in, you know, Xenoblade Chronicles two or whatever. Like I like that the character I'm playing has motivations and stuff. And there is the chance that you might not line up with those motivations, but hopefully the character's written well enough that you should, you know, or at least yeah, mostly yeah, yeah. and that you should be kind of on their side. Um, and that it's more endearing and stuff like that. Um, but even if they don't super interact like Mario and paper Mario, it's a very story-based game, but like, he's not, you know, doing a whole lot of, he's not doing any yeah. talking. <laughs> um, well, I guess it's not, it's not really, I mean, it has a story, but it's not one of those games where you get immersed in the story and the decisions. Right. Yeah. Like that, that's, right. that's very true. Can so you make a point for the video watchers. That's mm-hmm. for the nose. That's for the mouth. Cause I realize I've been, I've been doing a lot of like, right. Wipe the nose, wipe the mouth. And I'm like, that looks like the same tissue. It's not the same tissue. Okay. <laughs> I just don't want to get a reputation. They are the video watchers are thrilled that you said that because they were very worried. They I probably know. they might have been Parker. They might have might. been. It's true. I didn't notice it, but only because I'm I'm talking looking at you yourself, like, looking at yourself, looking at the top. Yeah, or so entranced by your wonderful good looks. Um, Crunchy Miku asks uh, yeah. to to talk about as a Q and A to talk about their game ideas, which they wrote in a tweet to um, Fanatics for. And I, we will, we won't have many thoughts because I don't know much about any of these and I apologize. Mm, I'm um, so, my head. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's kind of in response to AJ's video last oh, week talking video. about anime. Yeah. With anime last week, two weeks ago, yeah, was, last week, yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah. Two um, ago, yeah. anime games that could be well done. A code guess, GS, guess, I don't Geis. know. Guys. Yeah. Ooh, probably guys. A code guys game made by intelligent systems overlord game in the same style as persona Rumiko Takahashi fighters to play just like kill a kill. If kill a kill, if did and a hybrid X heart or a hybrid heart game in the same style as Senran Kagura. I know the word persona. (laughs) I know the, yeah, I know the gaming sides of, most of all of these. So intelligent systems. Yeah, obviously persona. Yep. Kill the kill. If only a little bit know about it and Senran Kagura, I I'm familiar with the concept, but um, I mean, yeah, I'm sure I you're think right. I'm going to challenge Ian uh, mm-hmm. to, to go in with that. I'm going to, I'm going to clip this tomorrow and, and tweet yep. it. At Ian. Ian, there's a comment here from Crunchy Miku that I'm going to link in the tweet that I inevitably send you tomorrow. I'd like you to answer this person's questions because I am just not equipped. <laughs> I am going in. I'm going in with the floppiest of brains trying to work out what now. Comment and it sounds like there's a lot of good ideas in here. I just can't decipher them. Be my mind. Be my eyes. Be the babblefish in my ear. And it, just say the things that I should be saying, but I'm not saying to this this person who's yeah. clearly got a lot to say and a lot of thoughts. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. There Back to the schedule program. Back to the schedule program. Um, in that schedule program, I'm going to point out that you and I have the same door behind us. No way. And we legitimately, what if we were just in the opposite room as each other? That's, does that have the, the squares at the top? Um, no, it doesn't. I was wrong. It's just oh. got little twizzly bits. I'm not going to move it. It's got little uh, things at the top. Ignoring that, just, that. It could be the same door. That's spooky. Man. Yeah. I mean, what if, what if, you know, you just open it and it's like, that's you. Park, if I could open that door and see you right now. <laughs> We're so recording. So we just see go out the window, man. I'd oh yeah, for sure. I'll tussle your Easy. hair. <laughs> I'll go, give me that beard. Give me the big old beard. And it'd be lovely. <laughs> it would be so good. 
Uh, also, similar to your tissue thing, if anybody's noticed the fact that I don't have my ring on, it's because Ashley was like, you need to give your, your ring finger a breather because my ring is kind of small on my hands these days because I am not as muscular. trim as I, well, sure, yeah, we'll so, go with that. But if anybody's like, are you even still married? Yes, I am. And everything's good. Married to, the, married to the, the game. Yeah. Um, speaking of games, Erin Fields asked a question that I thought was very interesting. She said, what's a game you thought you'd enjoy when it hit the shelves, but actually hated once you played it? I think this is not going to be a game that I've bought, but a demo that I've played. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think it's Kirby's Star, Star Allies, which I think Me is going to be AJ's as well, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, I think totally with that one. When I first saw it, I saw it and Yoshi next to each other. And I was like, Yoshi, I don't know about that. Um, in reality, I was, Yoshi's fine. It's, I've been playing it this past week just because I was like, I never beat it. I should, might as well beat it. But Kirby, yeah, I thought I was going to be more excited about that between the two. Played the demo and I was like, this yeah, is the demo not for played me. itself. So I yeah. just immediately, I didn't even pre-order it. I was like, I like yep. a Kirby game. I... 200% in the Kirby game on Game Boy Advance, the, mm-hmm. the remake of the original. I played it for his Meta Knight, did everything he needed to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just, this game just did not. Yeah. Me, I think, yeah, I think so that and um, oh, I feel like there were, I mean, I mean, Mario Tennis is kind of one. I don't, yeah. I don't hate that game. I was just disappointed by the lack because I thought the mechanics were phenomenal. I thought it played super well for a Mario Tennis game. I really enjoyed it. I, yeah, the Mario Tennis Game Boy Color game, I really, really like. And it's mostly a single-player game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I'd like to have had out of this experience. But the single-player was just super basic, not robust yeah. at all. Um, so that this was disappointing. controversial for you. I Octopath Traveler. I okay, I can see that. I, I feel differently for myself, but I can understand it for somebody else. <laughs> yeah, I got it as a gift, and I played through... Uh, what's the woman that's like Harnet? I played through Harnet. Oh, that's what I played. playing as the thief... Straight mm-hmm. after that, yep. and I started playing this, like Master, Master, whoever that one is. The, woman, the, the oh, girl, Primrose. The uh, give me another one. Not the dancer. Oh, not the dancer. Um, the, the woman. Oh, like, oh, like, so, uh, oh, what's her name? Uh, it's the tiger. It's the the cold. The girl in the cold area. Um, Maybe. Yeah, I definitely know. Uh, Oh, master. Oh, yeah. That's Ophelia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's yeah. her. I think yep. that's her. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, like, I really liked the art. I really liked the idea of it. And I was like, it's turn-based, but I can probably get behind it. I'll give it mm-hmm. a go. Um, Ella got it for me for my birthday. I gave it a solid try. Um, just, I just didn't get on with it. Because it was just, it was turn-based. And I just yep. can't do it, man. If it's yeah. not Pokemon. Was that, so it was the combat that mostly threw you off it? Or? Yeah, I mean, I did a couple of the bosses. And I was like, the bosses were pretty cool. And it looked pretty nice. Um, and I didn't mind running around talking to people and, and trying all the different abilities like, oh, I'm going to use this thing and steal this thing. I'm also going to talk to the animals mm-hmm. and get the animal thing and this sort of stuff. Talk uh, to the animals. Yeah. Talk to the animals. I just, yeah, it just wasn't for yeah. me. Um, so yeah. I gave it to a friend of mine who does love RPGs and he was very happy. Well, there you go. Nice. Yeah, I feel like there were, there's probably something else that I need to look at my Switch and be like, oh, it's on there, but... Yeah, I went to grab mine, but it's, actually, it's in a bag somewhere. So. It's downstairs, so I'm usually, lazy. Usually it's and we're recording. Distance. I can have it by here. <laughs> but good question, Aaron. That's super interesting. I'm curious, mm-hmm. Aaron, if you're listening, you should comment one for you because I'd like to know. Yeah, interesting. Uh, next comment for, or question from Ite, I'm going to stay inside, a.k.a. Dark Type Music, said L or M? L. Obviously meaning 
Linguini or mariachi music. Linguini. And I've got to go Linguini, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I would say, I'd say Luigi just because yeah, he's got more personality. You know, it's just fun. He's the best. You know, Mario's like, let's go. It's like sometimes I don't want to go. Sometimes I want to be like, <laughs> oh, no. Sometimes I want to be scared and just sort of. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes I want to be, wow, he's out. I don't want to be like, Mario. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be like. We just timid. do our impressions for I want to be. Yeah, it's just us who going, hey, it's me. Yeah. That's more, that's more Waluigi, actually. Yeah, it's me. Um, yeah, I'd rather be Luigi because he's sort of lankier mm, and he flows better. Yeah. And Mario's just like boring, man. Yeah, and I don't he's think I mean when he does interesting things. Like I don't think somebody, if somebody's like, well, without Mario, there's no Luigi. We're, I'm not answering. Also, to respond to that, even though nobody's saying it, I'm not answering which of like I don't know which do I want to exist or not exist. It's just like of the two that Who's now the exist answer, as the world right? it is. Yeah. Who, whose mustache would I want to tickle like my head? Tickle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so no, Luigi just is, has more personality is a fun character. And Mario is, you know, has to be a little more upstanding citizen, which is. Do you think there's an alternate universe where the two of us could do a Mario and Luigi like cosplay? Oh, it's not an alternate universe. It's the, we're in it. Here we are. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I need to be able to grow a better mustache than this. The right? infinity wire. That's yeah. one of my favorite memes is the that's Infinity great. Wah with Infinity all the, Wah. it's ton of Waluigi's and yeah, one yeah. Wario. Oh, that's good. Um, John Mueller, again, hello. One of my friends. Hello, John. hello Jonathan. Hello, Jonathan. See, I was doing your, I was doing your English impression in my voice. Like, <laughs> hello, hello, Jonathan. <laughs> that's Me, good. Parker. Uh, Parker I... deal. <laughs> so one of my friends from high school is in the UK and is an animator. Um, and and uh, I messaged. I saw he like puts up animations and three uh, D graphics and stuff that he makes on Instagram, and they're all super cool. And so the other day, I was just like, "Hey, by the way, the stuff you do looks super cool." Also, if you ever need like voice acting or something for animation things, it would be super fun to work with you and do that. If not, also your stuff's really cool, and I like it. Um, and but he's a Patrick Warburton. <laughs> <laughs> so, but he did say he was like, "Well, I mean, I do this stuff on the side, but." I um, work for an animation company that does little, that does stuff. I'm not even sure exactly what they do, but, um, and he's like, mostly we're based in the UK. So most of the voices we need are, um, are British ones, oh, but, you <laughs> and, but he's like, but if, if we ever need an American one, we'll let you know. And I was like, if, if the tables were flipped and they were in the U S I'd be like, I feel confident enough in my British <laughs> yeah. accent, but the fact they're in the UK, like, nah, they've yeah, got but, plenty of people. Well, and, I can do a British accent. <laughs> again, that's me doing yeah, right, more it's, powers than anything like that. Right. It's, uh, groovy, I think, baby. Groovy, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Which that, instead of Austin Powers, that makes me more think of, um, from the IT crowd, the, oh, um, uh, Matt Berry. Yeah. Also yeah. from, um, What's the oh, yeah, newer the show that he's... Yeah, I started yeah, watching that. It's yeah. great. I need to keep watching it. He does um, Garth Marenghi as well in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Oh, I don't even he's know He's got a very... Is. He does... Uh, there's a radio station in the UK called Absolute mm-hmm. Radio. Okay. He does all of the voice for them. So all of oh, their, that's funny. Whatever stuff. He's like, you're listening to Absolute Radio. I can't <laughs> do it at all, but... Like, he was doing all like, the yeah. adverts where he's like, you could text this number now. Have your say. <laughs> It's that is one thing I'm really excited about for when we or so we're adopting and when we are finally able to adopt and have a kid. 
Um, I loved my mom reading to me as a kid and she'd read the Hobbit and do mm-hmm. voices and stuff. I'm super excited about doing that with our kids. You could definitely do a Gandalf. It'll be very fun. <laughs> you could definitely do a Gandalf. Do a Gandalf um, so, so here's John Mueller. Would you rather play Smash with your least favorite characters or with your main but reversed controls? It's, it's a little bit more uh, uh, tree beard, but... Um, <laughs> sort of custom controller with attacks on the left and movement on the right. Wow. <laughs> wow. So Fired animation that? company. <laughs> an accent. There you go. Um, I actually read that because I did. I was laughing over it. The real question is: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, would you rather play Smash Brothers with your least favorite character or your main but reverse controls? Some sort of custom controller with attacks on the left and movement on the right. Easy answer. I only kind of have a main because I purposefully pick characters I'm bad with until I'm medium with them. At which point I get worse with them because I know what I'm doing Uh, and and predictable and bad. Yeah, just suck suck (laughs) the game, right? Yeah, it's a lot better to be like, I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing, and then just kind of figure stuff out and be on. I entered a Smash Brothers tournament for money uh, last year before. Nice. Um, But I picked up the character I was going to play that day. Mm-hmm. I was like, if I go in as Samus, I'm just, I just know I'm going to be embarrassed. I'm going to feel bad about playing Samus. So I picked up Lucas, who we each play on. Um, oh, yep. Brawl, right? Yep. So I haven't played him in years. So just I up Smash the whole time. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even just, um, so I started using PK Freeze a lot. And nobody, apparently PK Freeze isn't used very often. So I was just <laughs> hitting off the side, PK Freeze, hitting, and they would just die, right? Mm-hmm. I got into like the, the semi final. If I'd won that one, I would have won the third prize. Wow. Um, which I think the third prize was like a pro controller or, or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, that awesome. And I was like, I've made it this far. I beat all these people as this character. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do fine. Um, PK Freeze killed him as DDD. He was like, I just don't know what to do, man. I don't know what to do. Then he very quickly learned that I always PK Freeze. <laughs> PK Freeze. So he was like, oh, I can just... This is, this is becoming an AJ episode right now. I can just <laughs> jump over that. And then my mate was like uh, watching and he, so he just, he just got me because he just knew my tactic. And my mate yeah. was like, why didn't you just PK freeze high? And I was like, <laughs> ooh. Oh, 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 <laughs> I've become predictable. Like you say, like it was a character I wasn't that... Yeah. I got better with him and then became predictable because I was just like, yep. this is the tactic. That's uh, exactly what I've done with, yeah. like I played villager for the first time against somebody and I was like, Oh man, I'm doing great. But we were playing a seven life stock and four lives in. It was like, you hate yourself. Yeah. And four lives in, it was very like he was losing and I was winning. And then he figured out that I was only doing like two things. Cause it was the only two things I knew how to do. Cause I just started playing villager. And then it went from like, er, to I just, he decimated me, but it was fun. I would go with uh, least favorite character because Smash Brothers is more fun to play than it is to be good at. So I, I would rather play Smash Brothers and for me, 100%. be bad at it than I would be trying to fight against controls. Yep. And then, like, I don't know. It feel, Yeah, exactly. Because it feels bad to do something that you feel like you should be good at poorly versus mm-hmm. doing something that you don't feel like you should be doing good at poorly or well, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I played once with or once or twice with just one sideways joy con and it was awful it was the worst and i was playing like one of my better characters like i was playing young link or something and i was like oh this is not fun (laughs) we were on the ferry back from france last year and um, i was playing smash brothers just in handheld mode just getting some practice it was like a Uh nine hour car journey but we were on the ferry on the way back finally um to the uk and ella's dad was like oh um, Trent, her brother, plays Smash Brothers sometimes. Mm-hmm. You should play with him. And I was like, yeah, all right. Gave him half a controller and was like, 
going to wipe the floor with this kid. He, just, <laughs> he didn't know my power. Oh, yeah. He gave me the controller, like half the controller. I was like, it's all I've got. Sorry, mate, I've only got this half controller. I was like, that's right. This is how I play it. And I was like, no, I don't play ba, 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 this. Ba. And it was the most <laughs> tense game. because I was like, I can't lose. I mean, it's such a big effort. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. Been like, yeah, whatever. But giving him his main controller, I won in the end. Don't worry. But it was okay. Great. Well, good. Because I've, I've been in that situation. I played against my cousins when they were like eight and 12. And I'd been playing a bunch of Brawl. And we played Brawl. This is like back in, I don't know, 2011 or something like mm-hmm. that. And lo and behold, we were playing on their custom stages with all items on and smash balls and stuff. And I was used to playing, you know, Final Destination only with my roommates who they were way better than me, but at least I was used to no items and all that. And then all of a sudden, you know, like I'm just I'm not used to going to grab smash balls and they were, would just go get the smash oh, ball. Oh, yeah. Like, that sucks. Yeah, so. as soon as the... Um... As soon as the the items get turned on, right? Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, this is this is the playing field is leveled. I'm so used to playing Final Destination, nothing else. And then as soon uh-huh. as the items come in, it's like, you've got the bat now. How am I supposed to beat yeah. the bat? How can I outplay the bat? <laughs> Everybody's good with the bat. Uh, yeah. Pat Green. Speaking of uh, more like Bat Green, <laughs> nice. <laughs> said, um, I'm not sure I understand this question. I do. What is, oh, okay. What is, what is Slyman's favorite game genre and why? Slyman is the name of Ella's pet giant snake. Oh, uh, this is a comment that was left on, on my Twitter from Pat. Okay. So, Pat, Slyman's favorite game genre. Oh, I had a joke for this. I've lost it. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no way. Oh, I even thought something was like, I'm going to save this for later. But it was really good. Um, uh, okay, he's got a one. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a, a pun of some sort. Okay, his, say his some least, genres. His least favorite genre is Smash Brothers because of all the salt. Oh, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> um, he also likes Mario Kart because of all the shells. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. um, he likes Splatoon because of all the slime. Mm-hmm. Um, More like Splatoon uh, or Slotoon. Uh, oh, it, came, it starts compacting. I've lost it now. Um, oh, that's it. Oh, no. <laughs> so he likes to eat peppers. So if there's a Peppa Pig game, he might like that. I mean, oh, similarly, man. he could like Star Fox for that reason. I don't know. Yeah, Pepper, Pepper, Star- yeah, that's much better. If I remember the original joke, Pat, I'll, I'll tweet you. <laughs> cool. That's annoying, man. I'm doing a terrible job a job at my dad jokes on this one. I don't... That's fine. You know, you, um, you, 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 you know who Slimin was till two seconds ago? I've had weeks of practice on who Slimin is, mate. I'm best mates with him. You are. Uh, Scott, it's who you mentioned earlier, who works at the game shop, yes, right? Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah. That, was that, good, that was a good. Uh, Scob, yeah. Scob, Scott Scob. Kamalski said, considering the virus is seemingly impacting Nintendo's plans and slowing development for of all of their future titles to point uh, to the point of no news worth releasing for months. What are the chances they're working on a solution for the Joy-Con drift? I've got this. Mm. I've got this one, Parker. Very little. <laughs> Yeah. I think that they're gonna they're gonna bare minimum this, and they're gonna do just what they need to to get past this lawsuit, uh-huh. and then maybe release a new version of the Joy-Con. Yeah. They're not gonna do anything now because all that's gonna do is admit that oh yeah, there's that, yeah. a problem. Yeah. They have said like there are issues we can't talk about, but I think anything mm-hmm. that is like a we're actually we fix the problem. It then right. You know, I think the only way they can fix the problem without getting into legal trouble is by circumnavigating it by yeah releasing something new so the instead of it's the the joy con but fixed it'll mm-hmm. be it's the joy con 2 you know yeah, yeah here's a new yeah. set of joy cons here's some new yeah. features oh, by the way also fixes <laughs> yeah, right you said circumvent that's what it's well circumnavigate that's a word i really like 
there's a word that, I... um a word that Ian reminded me of on the podcast a couple of weeks uh-huh. ago when he said digestic, and I was like, I remember oh, the word yeah. digestic. And <laughs> That's like, always fun. Whether, yeah, I mean, in, in films, it was like, uh, I don't think he explained it, but in films, it's like, I think if he you did. hear a sound in the film, mm-hmm. is that sound coming from the world of the film, or is it being added in elsewhere? Uh-huh. Digestic word. So I, I then used it twice in the same way you can spell it wrong. My mate pointed out that I spelled it wrong. <laughs> I um, always spelled dilemma wrong. I always feel like it should have an N in there, that it should be dilemma. I don't know why. why? I, okay, I don't always spell it wrong. I, I want to spell it wrong. I feel like it should be dilemma. I don't know why. But say it's it. just say it. It's dilemma. I mean it's I would never say dilemma, but it's in the same way that I, I write whilst, but I say while. Uh, just, yeah, you know, it's yeah. kind of one of those like it feels like it should be a silent N. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But it's not. It's, it's like it's some just days you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> exactly. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. That's it for all the Twitter questions. We're almost done. We're on to Discord questions. Here we go. Um, I love that this one always comes up when AJ's not here because the last time this question <laughs> came up, it was just me because I couldn't get anybody on the podcast because everybody was busy. Oh, I remember. I remember. I remember. Yeah. Uh, Youth Hurt asks, can you guys talk about the origin of the Fanatics for name slash history of the channel for a little? Thanks so much. So Go back, ahead and tell us, Max. Okay, so back before um, AJ uh, merged into one person mm-hmm. was four much smaller people. Yep. It's like Link in Four Swords Adventures. How yeah, after yeah, that, he yeah, was yeah, like, hey, I'm just one Link again. Split into four, right, yeah. Because um, the thing about AJ you didn't, might not know is that he uh, reproduces um, asexually by just splitting mm. in half, becoming a different person. Or sexually. Um, it's up to him. You know, you want yeah, to however, however, sure. he wants to, however he's feeling that day, if you're feeling a bit saucy or not. <laughs> um, so when there was four of four AJs, um, one of them didn't like video games very much. Um, mm-hmm. So Logan did like video games, right? Oh, so there's four, yeah. four, three of them, four of them will hang out uh, at eight, three AJs. And basically whenever they wanted to go and see like an 18 move, they had to like, get on each other's shoulders and put a big uh-huh. trench coat on. Yep. Um, but they were like, do you know what's a really good film? Um, Fantastic Four. And they meant the new one. Because, I mean, the the small AJs are all idiots, right? They don't, they haven't got any sense of taste or quality. Um, that's why they all like the new Fantastic Four movie. Uh-huh. So when they were like, let's make a YouTube channel, they were like, why don't we call it Fantastic Four? And then um, the one AJ who doesn't like games looked up from his book, because he's a book nerd, right? He's a book reader. Looked up from his book of laws and was like, um, his <laughs> book of laws. That's, that's copyright. And the other ones were like, what's that That's they're a bit dumb they're like games right um so he was like so it's it, you have to change it a bit and they were like well we're all fanatics mm-hmm. in that we all follow uh, a cult they're mm-hmm. all in a cult by the way um, oh, of course. and logan was like i'm down for that and then he just disappeared into smoke it was weird Oof. he was never heard from or seen again mm. um and then the the big combining happened um mm. you know there was like the clone of AJ was like, I'm going to pull the lever, but you'll never see me again. Um, and then the other AJ was like pointing a gun at the clone AJ and they were like, which mm-hmm. one's the real one? And then they all merged together and he was like, guess I've got this YouTube channel now. And that's <laughs> where Fanatics 4 came from. That was, that was very off the cuff. That was perfect. Actually, I think that was, that was a little more accurate than you're supposed to know. Oh, oh my. <laughs> don't! And then I—it's <laughs> yeah. the men in black thing. It's not going to kill you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought, thought it'd be like the whole like what? It's Fanatic Four was four AJs, and you're like always was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a fun meme. I'm glad that exists. Um, I don't even know if I want to try to answer because it it's way more. No, that's it. That's the answer. Well, at I some know. point when AJ's back on, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Actually, he, even he, he, when he AJ's on and he's asked, he kind of doesn't like super go into it anyway. I. 
like we don't talk about it specifically. So like I That's have he just gathered bits and because he was uh, four different people. He was four different people, of course. His memories have been suppressed. And I'm sure we're suppressed. Um, but whatever. Here we go. Next Let's question. Ask you, ask these questions one by one, right? Yeah. These next ones. Grimhane said, why is Max? That's because it. That's the question. I think. Mm, very Descartian of you. Mm. <laughs> right? I think. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's I Descartes. I don't but... think that hard. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I mean, at all, you know, yeah. it counts. I'm same here, man. <laughs> uh, next question. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? And related, which came first, the chicken sandwich or the egg sandwich? I feel like you and I are going to have different answers for this one. Because <laughs> I'm going to say that the egg came first because mm-hmm. because whatever the precursor to the chicken must have had mm-hmm. an egg, right? And then it eventually evolved and evolved and evolved into what we now know as a chicken. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the egg was first. Whether you have, I don't know how your stance on creationism versus, I know you're Christian, I'm, that, but I don't know how it all filters yeah. in. Mine is more, it's, I mean, it's more along those lines than, I like, without getting religious or whatever, I mean, a little bit, is for me, if I, assuming, you know, my religious beliefs, I get to heaven, whatever, um, and I'm like, yo, what's up, God? How did it all happen? Literally any way that he's like, it happened like this. I'd be like, all right, cool. That's fine. Whether it was seven days, 40,000 years, (laughs) 7 billion years, I'm cool. I don't really care. Um, But I would I would tend to believe there's a lot of proof that like sciencey stuff that it probably happened the sciencey way, you know? Yeah. So, um, that's, that's uh, my, uh, my little, uh, you know, spiel there. Grim Payne is trying to drive a wedge between this part. He I don't is. Like. Oh, but no, yeah. So I'd probably, I'd, I'd say something along the same lines, but even then, I don't know how, how it would, I don't understand evolution enough to even know how that works. So, At what point was it a chicken? I mean, probably. Yeah. At some point, at some point, uh, the first egg was like, that's going to become, when it comes out, it's going to yeah. be chickeny, I guess. I, I just can't imagine a world where there were chickens that were giving birth <laughs> like a mammal does. Yeah. And then we're like, why are we not using eggs? This is a little quicker. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. There's that. Which came first, though? The chicken sandwich or the egg sandwich? 100% the chicken sandwich. Yeah, definitely. Because people like, were like, eating the meat of the chicken probably, and they were like, what's yeah. a weird thing? <laughs> that's what i want to know with a lot of these things is like who decided i mean people say this all the time but who decided the the first person be like something's coming out of that cow we should probably do something about that i know the answer to this one oh no so i mean obviously it's going to be a case of like we breastfed and therefore we're like that's probably the same thing but also Uh, it's like you see a baby cow walking away from a mama cow looking all satisfied milk dripping down his mouth he's like "Mm, mm," he's going and the cavemen are like that looks tasty. That old, I could do some of that. <laughs> look how satisfied that cow is. And then they try it. Same with like cheese. How like they probably like cut open. Uh, this is going to get real gross. They like, they mm-hmm. kill the cow, uh-huh. cut it open, get the stomach out. And they're like, what's this weird substance? And it's cheese. Cause the rennet in the. the Wait, really? Stomach. That's a. Yeah. So they can to turn the cheese, cheese in the udders. So, well, so to make cheese, it's not, it's not cheese as we know cheese, but to make right, cheese, yeah, you yeah. need rennet, which is an animal product, sort of an animal byproduct. They've made, mm-hmm. made it not animal product, but it's like, a, you know, in the sheep stomach or a, cow stomach i think uh-huh. you need rennet to mix with the milk in order to separate the curds and weight right? right so they open up a stomach and they're like this cow's just been drinking milk why are there these curds in here and what's this delicious whey looking stuff um so they were like why don't we try and you know keep milk in here and then the sh- you know and then curds and uh-huh. whey happen and then they eventually um uh-huh. you get mac and cheese right <laughs> 
That's how it happens. The two are connected. See, I'm saying a lot of things here as if I'm stating facts. These are just things that I know from, like, you know how, like, information... Yeah, yeah. Oh, 100%. You just go, that's how that happens. I don't... I don't... Because the fact that we're talking about Green Haynes' questions, Green Haynes' going to go, actually... (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you, I've actually done some research into cows. Let me tell you, cows hate milk. I don't want that. (laughs) Because I know cows love milk. Cows hate you, so... Well, yeah, cows (laughs) cows are... Stupid opinions, aren't they? They're not the yeah, best thing, because are they? And there you go. Um, uh, he finally asks, "How many licks does it take to get to the center of a blow pop?" Max is hereby volunteered as the tester. Parker Parker can be in charge of the experiments done to get the solution. Is the blow pop the lolly? Uh, mm-hmm. What's the, what, what word do you use for lolly? Uh, yeah, lollipop. Lollipop. Mm-hmm. Is it when go? Is that a blow? Oh pop? no, a blow pop is. Um, it's. If you know what a Tootsie Roll pop is, no. like, so, okay, actually, this is a better question. Have you, do you know the phrase, how many licks does it take to get to the center of Dude, a Tootsie Pop? Don't know what it means. <laughs> okay, interesting. So there's a thing called Tootsie Pop. There's, What's at the center? What's in the middle? So do you know what a Tootsie Roll is? No. It's a, it's a, man, that, it's like a taffy-ish. Used to use it, or people used to use it to look like, because they thought Rachel um, was a, oh, a trend, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, carry on. Tootsie so roll. it's it's taffy. kind of a taffy, chocolate-ish sort of thing. It's I, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but um, so at some point they made a tootsie pop. That's it's a little bit of that, like a sphere of that, you know, like that big or whatever, and oh, lollipop around it. Bubble gum inside the, it. Exactly. You got it. Yeah, boy. See that? So making links. But the in the fifties or whatever, and actually there's um. The Game Theory Film Theory channel, they just, mm-hmm. which also Dan Seibert, he edits for them, if y'all know oh, who nice. he is. Um, he, or so they made a food theory channel and where they also answered this question. It just came out this last week. And this is probably kind of what Graham Haynes referencing, I guess, as well, um, where they, they tested out how, what's the fewest licks that it could take to get to the center uh-huh. of a Tootsie Pop. Um, and it was, I think one person got in like 96 licks but they optimized they'd like made sure that they were as sweaty as possible and got like oh, a yeah, full yeah, yeah. lick and i don't want to get into this science question because the one time that i happened to dare say that it might take me a week to swim to the u.s <laughs> i got a breakdown i don't want to say i don't want to i don't want to i'll happily i'll volunteer the test job. You did somebody the- say oh. that it would wait did people did was it grim Hain? did he say that grim it would take less than a week said, Grimhane specifically said that, yeah, it would take less than a week. But I said, if I'm swimming for like 12 hours a day and then sleeping, yeah. then it would take this amount of time. But if I'm like unrealistically swimming from A to B and never stopping mm-hmm. and going at a constant pace, it would take this amount of time. I mean, I, I, said, think, I think to be honest, it takes some people five minutes to run a mile. It would take me longer than five minutes to run a mile. It yeah. takes some people even longer to do run I a mile. Like so. a <laughs> do, I, do, I, do I seem like a competitive swimmer? Yeah. You're not a competitive just, swimmer? No, sadly not. Um, I my, my number. Uh, not that I've thought about this a lot. I'm not mad about it. My mm-hmm. number came from a man that actually did it and said it took me this long. I then mm-hmm. assumed that you know if I was going to do it, I'd have to at least be as good as that. At least mm-hmm. be the most I could best I could be is as good as that guy. Yeah, it's true. We got two last questions and then we're done. Mega Man asked, "What has been a new skill you've developed over lockdown?" And I actually have an answer. Go. Oh. I'm so happy. Uh, I got Ashley an espresso mean espresso machine for her birthday last week. And I've been making iced coffees and I've gotten pretty good at making iced coffees. So I'm happy about that. I uh, taught myself to make a cheapo. um, If I want to make an iced coffee in a pinch, 
mm-hmm. recipe, right? So you get a bit of warm water in the bottom of a... Um, no, sorry, sorry, go back. You get instant coffee. Do you have instant coffee, like coffee granules, freeze-dried coffee in the US? Yeah. I know you have like... Yeah, yeah, so you get like two of that, mm-hmm. two spoons of that, teaspoons. And then you have like an equal amount of sugar, mm-hmm. right? Sounds okay. quite sweet. You then top that, cover it, just cover it with like hot water, warm water. You mix and mix and mix it. It becomes like a, a syrup. Okay. Top nice. that with iced milk. You've made like a, like a, what's the word? Ghetto iced coffee. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Have, are there any skills that you've developed over lockdown? Yeah. Um, weirdly out of nowhere, just, just out of nowhere, I've developed the ability to save money, but also spend <gasps> oh. money. Oh, I, look at that. I, before lockdown, I was like, I don't know where my money goes. I don't have any money. I don't have anything to show for it. Where's it all gone? Now, I've just bought a new TV. I've bought a new computer. I'm like, where's all this money come from? It's <laughs> nice. It's really nice. There is, uh, there is some truth to that because before this, Ashley and I were both working and I was like, where is our money going? And now right. only I am working and I'm like, where's our money going? But at the same pace, <laughs> and, which is like, okay, cool. We're saving a lot of it. That's great. But I still don't understand how yeah. this is the same as before. Yeah. yeah. Something's different, but I'm, there's, there's must be something yeah. relative. Cause I was like earning 400 pounds a month working 16 hours a week at a mm-hmm. local shop. My money was disappearing at the same rate that it was now. Like I'm, I'm earning, I'm not going to say how much I am. I'm earning more than that. I'm working full time and being paid a full time. million dollars. One wait, what? Which one is it? One, I think, yeah, I think there you go. One million dollars. Um, While earning, in the UK, though, which is odd. Go I'm on. working full time. I'm earning money, and yet, well, before there was a point like, a couple of years ago where I was like getting to the same point in the month, and being like, I don't have any money. <laughs> before, when I was earning four hundred pound a month, I was like, I don't have any money. At the same point. But then now I had to pay for like phone bills and I had to pay for mm-hmm. things. How was I, how was I doing that before? But, yeah. you know, lockdowns yep. happened and now I'm going to buy a house. <laughs> so now that's the plan. Uh, last question uh, is from Golduck Pikachu 45 who asks, is it true that if you don't use it, you lose it? Asking for a friend. Well, let me tell you, if you don't renew your Nintendo Switch online subscription, it will mm. just go away um, if you don't have the automatic renewal turned on. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you if you are not using it, you're going to forget, right? You're going to be mm-hmm. playing. You're going to go back to Smash Bros. America after like six weeks and be like, "Oh, I, I can't play it because I've not got it online." However, if you're like playing it constantly and using it, you're mm-hmm. going to be like, "Going to run out." Oh my god! Counterpoint be though, because that's true. But counterpoint. Um, now that things are set up for automatic renewals, if you don't lose it, you're less likely to lose it sometimes because like I could yeah. just forget, oh, I have a Netflix account or, oh, and, yeah, and then it just keeps on going, you know, yeah. and then you never lose it because you're, you're losing the money though. That's for sure. So true. watch out true. for those. But also if you're not lifting weights and consuming an amount of protein <laughs> and the amount of calories that keeps your, uh, in a muscular form factor, mm-hmm. um, you do lose it eventually. That's true. Yeah. That's accurate. But you know what? If you don't use your Twitch Prime subscription, you're going to lose it. You do lose it. You're right. Like I have it for <laughs> And uh, so, you know, go subscribe to that. But then do all the other YouTube stuff, whatever. Uh, go to yeah. loopots.com. Go to anywhere else you want that is safe and family-friendly and happy. Um, and uh, Or you know. my only fans, if you want to do the opposite. Right? <laughs> but I have one, I wish. Mm. Yeah. And that's it from us, y'all. We're done. Um, so we will see you next week and stuff. I mentioned on Twitter, I'm making a video next week that I'm very excited about. 
Um, I'll tell Max about it yeah, right yeah, after yeah. we get and, locked uh, up. Cool. <laughs> All right. That's it from us. See you guys Bye, later. Everyone.